0: you uh-huh.
1: Welcome back, fuckers, and welcome back to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my indubitable other half.
2: Significantly better half, V. Lynn. Good evening, Patriots.
1: And we welcome you back, and we thought that Spirit in the Sky was the best way to go with this one, uh, as we have just returned from the Health and Freedom Conference, or the Reopen American Conference, or Reawake American Conference, as Uh, The name
2: has now been changed. Clay Clark would tell
1: us. General Um, Flynn
2: requested that he change the name of the conference to the Reawaken America conference. So going forward, it will be Reawaken America.
1: Just so you're aware, uh, we just got returned from that. Um, And what a conference it was. Um, And we've got some notes that we're going to drop on this one. We're going to cover a ton of crap tonight. We've got uh, two pretty explosive stories that are going to wreck all. Seriously.
2: Okay, so- we did show prep on the way home from Tampa yesterday. It's about a six-hour drive to where we are, and we went over all the stories we were going to cover. We discussed things. You know, I printed a bunch of stuff off today and, you know, did a whole bunch of research, and, and I came home, and Mick said, I've got some shit for you. We were actually going to drop the pod last night. We were going to record last night, but after we got home, big storm, took longer than we expected, and we were we were pretty beat. We were pretty tired. So we delayed it for a day, and good thing we did because once again, Mick did exactly the same thing to me tonight that he did to me last week. Last week, I came up with all kinds of stories, and then Mick said, "Oh my God, now I've got something huge," and he sure did. And this time, it 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 may even be bigger. Honestly, I think what you dropped yesterday was—I mean, it's all connected. But it was the—or not yesterday, but last week—it was—it was the tip of the iceberg. And this this is the whole freaking iceberg right here. So holy shit, hold on to your hats. This one's going to be wild.
1: Folks, tactical patience is a motherfucker. I've been t- preaching about it. I've been up here talking about it. I listened to a whole bunch of people say in a whole bunch of different ways this past weekend what tactical patience is. I am now going to show you the value of tactical patience because... This, this story, I'm about to release and let you all ingest and digest. And uh, I don't know what you're going to do to it. You could fuck it for all I know. I, I'm going to tell you right now what you do with this story is all on you. But if you do not understand the absolute end state of this, um, <clears throat> you're never going to understand the story. So, but before we get into that, we got a bunch of other stories to cover. Uh, VLAN did do uh, for the this is maybe her fourth time that she's done some really <laughs> good fucking show prep that I was actually really impressed with. I sat in the car in awe and I thought, man, I have created a demon and well, I didn't create the demon because I'm not one of the 13 bloodlines. However, her mother created the <laughs> demon and she is one of the 13 bloodlines. So we're going to go ahead and call her the demon. She did some really great show prep. Um, but as I said, I kind of went through the stories. And as I was looking at them, I was like, well, that's kind of like shit. No, I don't Either way, I'm going to let her do her thing. And uh, we're going to get to my thing. And this is not on purpose, it's just the way the, the information came to us. Uh, everybody gets their time in the spotlight. But first, I just wanted to put a big shout out to everybody that we met down at the uh, Freedom Conference. It was phenomenal. It really um, was. It again, was fantastic. Again, we were in an environment, uh, much like what we described at the ellipse on January 6th <clears throat> at the ellipse on January 6th. If you remember what we talked about, then, uh, we were around a bunch of Trump toting, flag, toting, freedom, loving freedom, loving Jesus, loving people. And this past weekend, again, we found ourselves in that group and, um, uh, Actually I,
2: probably about half the people I talked to there were in were at January 6th. In fact, we actually met some people that we had met at January 6th, which is kind of crazy because there were almost 7 million people in DC on January 6th and 7,000 people at this conference and for us to run into the same people is just goes to show
1: you. It isn't it isn't. I again, we walked around and again, I I was I was enthralled by the enthusiasm. I I left there um, uh uh i I know Veland's gonna tell you a different story because I was angry to an extent, however, I wasn't angry at the same time because there was something that uh you can call it the holy Spirit, you can call it the Holy Ghost, you can call it well, Jesus reached down and touched you. I don't give a fuck what you call. It. I felt it when I was there i came back I came back with a reinvigorated spirit to attack um to deal with all the dark shit, because I know this podcast, we try to keep it upbeat. We try to keep it light. We try to keep it funny. But at the same time that we do all of that, we really talk about some serious shit on this podcast that a lot of people are like, well, wait a minute. uh, You guys aren't really funny because you're trying to fucking make me angry. And I get that. We do. But I I came back with that reinvigorated spirit to attack this crap head on. And uh, I'm going to do my best to do it at their level. Uh there was some things said. I mean, hey, we have a, a know, rather raw podcast. I do not I do not I will not tell anybody else. I told everybody when we were down there, and there was a lot of religious people down there. I told every single person I handed a business card to. We use every word in the English language, and I'm not scared to use it, and I will not be scared to use it, and I will use it from this day till kingdom come.
2: Because we have no fear and no filter. And honestly.
1: that was the biggest message that we probably got out of this conference is that there's no fear and no filter. We're uh, not scared about what we're going to say. We're going to freaking say it.
2: We are. And and you know what? Words, words are words. Cuss words are about intent. You can tell someone to fuck off and, uh, you know, in New York, and I know we got a lot of listeners in New York, you tell someone to fuck off. It's like saying, hello, have a good day. Um, 90%
1: Ninety percent of the time, if,
2: if you if you tell someone with a mean spirit in your ha- in your heart, you're a horrible person. That is a lot more of a cuss. Oh, by far, than telling someone to fuck off.
1: By far, so. We were down there. Uh, we were amongst a lot of people. Uh, the first day, I was a little bit annoyed. Uh, actually, I was very annoyed because I didn't understand what we were doing there. I kind of sat sat back and I was listening to all the speakers. And I was really trying to pay attention. It got to the point where I was just like, I looked at Vila and I said, what are we doing here?
2: And I explained to him, not we're, we weren't here to learn anything new because we're in touch. We we stay on top of things. That's what we do. We we do the research. We didn't learn anything new. We didn't hear anything. Well, we heard a couple of new things, I should say, but we were there to meet people. We were there to make connections. We were there to unite patriots. That's that's what it's all about. We were there to to be around like-minded people and to get that spirit that Mick was talking about, to get that Invigoration of the spirit to feel the patriotism and the love because that's what it was, Mick. That's that's what you couldn't put your finger on. That feeling, it was love. And I think Mike Lindell said it best. He said, "Democrats hate each other, but they work well together. Republicans or not Republicans, conservatives love each other, but we're just starting to learn how to work together. And that's what it's all about. We need to come together and fight together. Otherwise." we're going to lose.
1: Well, as we were down there the second day, uh, we went into the second day, uh, very early in the morning. Uh, we, we left very early in the morning. Pretty
2: early. Yeah. Cause the <clears> first and- day we got there a little later than, um, well, we honestly, I mean, we knew there were a lot of people there. We didn't know what the parking situation was like. And by the time we got there at like eight thirty, conference, starting at 10, we ended up in overflow parking four miles away and had to take a bus in. And so the second day, we're like, yeah, we're not going to do that. So we got there at 7 30 instead. It was pretty early.
1: So we roll in about 7 30. And uh, this day, we had a, a plan. We were like, yeah, we're going to go out there. We're going to talk to a lot of people. We're going to try and spread as much, you know, a mu- as much of our word as possible. Uh, we were going to talk about our podcast. We were going to promote our podcast as much as possible talk to as many people as possible and i know there was like rules against certain things down there and i think we violated it on the second day
2: well someone told me on the third day that we weren't allowed to put business cards on cars and i was like mm, well sorry well, we kind of screwed up on that <laughs> so one we but apologized we but were you know we what? were out there walking around doing word
1: that word. but Thanks. we were trying to get our our word out there but the first person that came up it was hysterical and if he's listening tonight god bless you sir uh i know i opened it with probably the worst word you've ever heard but uh I I'm standing there and I handed this whole couple a uh, uh this couple it was a just a business card and we were talking about what our podcast was about and everything else and uh, I told them I we always give the fair warning. Look, we use every word in English, English language. And he's like, well, as long as you don't use that F word. And I was (laughs) like, well, favorite word, we're done because I open every podcast going, well, welcome back fuckers, because Joe Biden referred to us as fuckers. And I have kept that up since uh, the first podcast that he ever referred to us as that. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to change that. I don't think I am. No. I, I, I kind of like again, it. And n-
2: no no fear, no filter.
1: I, I don't have a filter, and there is no filter on this mouth, and you're going to find that out tonight. But we get going. Uh, we met a lot of great people down there. We met Candace Taylor, who is the Georgia... She is uh, running for governor ...gubernatorial candidate that's going to run against uh, Brian Kemp. I highly recommend that you all go out and look up Candace Taylor stuff. She is an amazing woman. She's done some amazing things. I support her fully. Um, and we are
2: officially endorsing. We Candace will Taylor officially
1: endorse Candace Taylor. So for if you're of listening to this podcast and you are in Georgia, you are a voting member of the Georgia Consortium. We want you to place your vote for Candace Taylor. She is, uh, but she was. Don't a trust very, us. She is a very personable person. We walked up. I had a full blown conversation with her uh, campaign manager. And her campaign manager was cool as all hell. And then Candace just kind of jumped in and I was like, yeah, of course I know you. I I, I saw when you posted that you were running for governor and uh, me and Candace hit it off. We had a great conversation. She pulled in uh, Clay's wife, uh, Vanessa Clark. which and, is
2: Which is funny. Which is
1: perfect for me because I looked at her and I said, thank God your name is that. And she looked at me and she goes, why is that? I said, well, I'll never forget your name. She's like, well, why is that? And I said, because my wife's named Vanessa, how stupid do you think I am? <laughs> what do I want to die tonight? And she died laughing. And it was, it was a good time. I mean, it really was, we had, uh, I met all of them. We met, uh, we, we met
2: Dr. Cordy Williams, yep. who has, uh, the seven, 1776 forever free. So Go to his website, seventeen seventy six forever free. He is running for Senate in California. He's a retired Navy doctor. Um, he's he was awesome. a marine. He, he, was, a he marine. was a marine. Um, he actually knew uh, mixed neurosurgeons, which is kind of cool. Yep. I, I dropped some names, and, and he was impressed. And he was like, "Oh, oh yeah, we're we're going to talk." So he may be coming on here pretty soon. Um, Candace Taylor as well. That's, that's very exciting. We got a lot of guests lined up coming up here soon. So clay
1: clay has showed interest. He wants to come on here, uh, which we're going to bring him on as soon as possible because I want him to promote the next couple of shows, especially in Texas. Uh, the next one I believe is in Austin, Texas.
2: I I was looking it up today actually.
1: And then Um, there's one in Michigan and then there's one in Nevada and then there's one in California. No, Colorado, Colorado, Colorado,
2: California. There's, there's a, there's a bunch. I was looking it up today, but anyway, um, so we'll, we'll see. That's, that's going to be awesome. We also got to take a picture with General Flynn, which yep. is very cool. And Roger our, Stone, which is If you've, is you've seen her cool.
1: Instagram, you've seen, uh, actually, uh, Velen, she got put, up there with some doctors that are her heroes. Yeah. And- I,
2: I took a picture with Dr. Christine Northrup, who was one of my initial inspirations. If you guys have listened at all, you know, that mixing really into the, the, world political news what's what's going down there and I'm I'm really into the covid jab and all of the implications of that so um that's that's been my focus for a very long time and Dr. Christine Northope was one of my initial inspirations to really dig into that and research that she is a world renowned OBGYN she has multiple best selling books she used to be on Oprah and she came out against the covid shot and she got canceled she is one of the I believe they call them the dirty dozen of disinformation about the COVID jab, but um, yeah, it's not disinformation. What they spread to you is the disinformation again. You know, the world is turned on its head.
1: Northrop is uh, actually, I I listened to her speak when she came up on stage. And uh, if you were one of the factual types like myself, which I am very factual, I I'm sorry, I deal in the world. In fact, I I was a cop. It's just part of it. Um, One of the things I did like about, uh, Northrop is during her speech when I was listening to her, because there was like, <clears throat> we, there were certain speakers. We were definitely there to hear speak. I, we paid attention when Mike Lindell was ever on the microphone. Cause Mike Lindell is, if you've never heard him speak in person, everybody thinks that he's, uh, a crazy crackhead? Uh, yeah. And that's, I, that's I was, cause because
2: he's been painted with a, a, a I dirty was brush. Sitting
1: there listening. I've always listened to his commercials on TV. Uh, we've had MyPillow stuff. We've had the My Pillow mattress topper. We've-
2: okay. I love the My Pillow mattress. Real quick tangent. I love the My Pillow mattress topper so quick that when we went on vacation last year, uh we went to the Outer Banks and I had two weeks off. I took the kids up a week before Mick was able to come. And I was like, hey. Uh, I need you to take the mattress topper off the bed and put it in the back of the truck and bring it up with you to the outer banks. And he was like, are you kidding me? It's a nine hour drive. I said, no, I'm not freaking kidding you. This bed feels like concrete. I need my mattress topper to sleep. (laughs) And he did, he brought it with him. That thing is amazing.
1: Anyway. Um, you know, uh, we, we have products from my pillow. It's not like uh, I got it for free, or it's a sponsor here, because you know we run this podcast free. We do it free. We want you to st- we want to stay free as possible, as long as possible. Um, I don't know how much longer that's going to be, but we're we're fighting like heck because I'm getting knocked down doors because you guys keep referring us to other people and people keep listening. So as long as that keeps happening, I guess I'll just keep fighting them off with a stick. But long story short, I've got my pillow products. I didn't get them for free. I bought them. Um, we love him and I've always listened on TV. I always thought he was a great speaker on TV and I know how it is. You know, on TV, you got a freaking setup right there in front of you. You can read from the script right there. Uh, this was live. I got to listen to Mike Lindell live, listening to Mike Lindell live and listening to him on TV. Three different things. I can tell you that right now. First thing I noticed right off the bat he's a real dude. He is not full of shit. He will tell you straight up, look, I was a crackhead. Yeah, I was nuts. Uh, he told a story the first day, which, uh, if you've never heard his story, read his book, I tell you right now, go grab his book, go read it, listen to what he says, because, uh, it really hits home when you hear him talk about it live. The, The man is an inspiration. He really is. He, he, figured out that what he was doing was going down the wrong path to begin with and to to actually listen to him, tell that story live. Uh, he talks about like five or six of the biggest Coke dealers in all of Minneapolis at the time are sitting in an apartment and they basically all cut him off. And, uh, he went out and tried to score, score, you know, score some more crack off the street. And nobody would sell to him because all these crack de- dealers were like, dude, you are way too deep.
2: Uh, you're too good for this. Yeah.
1: This is you, not you. You need to
2: turn your life around.
1: And uh, I, I forget all the holy stuff. So I I know that we are not a podcast about the holy stuff. I get it. Um, we're not going to make fun of them. This this, this crap, I, I'm sorry. I saw it this weekend. If you go to one of these conferences, you're going to see it. And you're going to say, yeah, that's not fake. I I saw it this weekend. I saw thousands, thousands upon thousands of people down there. They all believe the same thing. I don't believe like they do, but I was there and I was, I might not believe like they do, but uh, guess what? I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and savior. Uh, I'm a Catholic and I don't believe what they believe, but I'll tell you right now, I saw all of them believing and that reinvigorated me to believe something a little bit more about my own belief and God and everything else. And it was really cool just to see all of that. Mike Lindell was outstanding. We watched Roger Stone. Roger Stone came up, told us this weekend that his wife has got stage four cancer. Uh, if anybody out there prays, please, I ask you to put some prayers together just for Roger Stone and his wife. And, uh, we raised a lot of money for Roger Stone. I don't know what the total was, uh, but they also
2: we, raised a lot of money for Dr. Judy Mikovits,
1: And that was awesome. Who, that was in a one spot shot.
2: 14 over $14,000 over $14, in, in one,
1: one spot. little spot. And yep. they raised that much money just like that at the flip of a hat. Clay came up great. Dude. Clay is an awesome host. I, I'm going to tell you that too, right now. I'm just going to throw some props out to Clay. Cause I know nobody ever does that, but Clay was an outstanding host. He did a great job as the MC. He ran that thing like, I don't think anybody else could have done it. I couldn't have done it. I know nobody else could have done it. Um, it was freaking amazing. Clay did a great job. Uh, and he told an amazing
2: story as well. And I, I really, I want to bring him on here to tell his story because he's hosted his own podcast for a long time and he always interviews other people. And he's given little snippets of his story here and there, like his son was born blind. And, uh, but and- we'll, we'll let him, we want him to tell his story rather than us telling it on his behalf. yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that hopefully really soon.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we had, uh, uh, we talked to, uh, not very long, but we did get to speak with General Flynn. Um, we passed our flight, fight like Flynn. Uh, we were there in full regalia, just so yeah, you're all okay. aware. So I, uh, let real- me, hold on, before <laughs> she even gets to talk about this, because I'm going to stop her right now. She was dressed, and I'm just going to let you know what the dress was. She can go into the rest of it. She was dressed in a dress. If you have not seen her Telegram page, please, I ask you to go look at the Telegram page. Uh, she was dressed in a dress that had cues all over it, and inside the queue, there was white rabbits, and I tell you what. She was dressed like a celebrity like I've never seen before. (laughs) We couldn't walk 10 steps without somebody saying, can I take a picture of you? And I was like, who the fuck is this? (laughs) And why her? And I was like, oh shit. Okay. And we caught on to it really quick. It was an outstanding dress. It worked out. It worked out so well that she had to go home. We went back to the hotel. She washed it that night. The next day, we're right back there with the same dress. That's how... And, like addictive it was. And
2: I, I didn't even buy the dress actually. So frantic Missy came with us and she gave me the dress and I asked her where she got it from. She got it on a, a website a couple of years ago and I went looking on it and I couldn't find it. Uh, apparently they don't make it anymore, but on this website, you can design your own merchandise. So I'm going to be doing that here really soon. So
1: And we're going to do a lot more uh merch with it. We're going to do some more t-shirts and stuff yeah. like that. Any dollar that is given to us for the merch... Uh, we are going to donate that immediately right back to, um, I, I, well, part of it's
2: uh, we're, we're going to go, part of it's going to go
1: towards supporting the podcast. Um, but a
2: a good portion of it is going to go to Patriot causes that, that we
1: refund America is what my ultimate cause was because that was the one that basically came out of this weekend. It was, uh, that's the one that really struck me when I found out there is an ongoing thing right now. And, uh, I Give me one second because I got to go to my phone because I have it written down on my phone. (laughs) And I'm going to ask- But honestly,
2: there were so many great causes. um, I'm going to
1: ask you all to go on here and go and uh, do this because this really is uh, an amazing thing. I already got an email back about it. It was pretty nuts. If Give me one second. I got to find this freaking thing. Well,
2: you look for that. Some of the other causes, uh Moms for America was there. Yep. They're fantastic. That the Mama Bears, they're great. That kid that was on Tucker Carlson, oh, yeah. that uh, you know, I'm sure what was his name? most of you saw them, that 8-year-old kid that stood up in front of his school board and yep. told them all off. What was his name? I don't remember his name. Um, but he he was there. He was awesome. Um there there were so many great people again.
1: Uh for for all my Florida listeners, Luis Miguel, he is running for uh, as a candidate he, to the U.S. Senate. He's I going up Marco against Rubio. Marco Rubio. Yep. He's got a tough fight. I actually talked with him for a very long time. Uh, he put out—I uh, le- uh, don't know the guy, but he said a lot of good things. Uh Somebody to listen to. So if you're not sure if you're going to vote for Marco or you're going to lo- vote for Lewis, I ask you to go listen to Lewis. I I think he's got a good message. He might actually come on our podcast as well.
2: I've already been in touch with him. So he'll be, he should hopefully be coming on here soon as well. You can hear his message right on here. Um, He's, he's a, he's a great guy. Young. I like that. Um, He
1: is young. He's very young. He's got some very unique ideas. And I, I I think his ideas are going to, um, I, I think you all be impressed with what he has to say. I think he's a really, he's a guy that y'all need to just if you're in Florida, you're probably going to want to listen to this guy. He's a He's got a lot going on for him.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I'm still looking. I'm sorry. I'm okay. s- still looking for this. And I, then, of I, course, I, I know I still have it. I want to put it up there.
2: General Flynn. General Flynn said something that I have been saying forever now, that we need to stop fighting each other. He prays Not just for conservatives, but for Democrats too, because we are all Americans and we need to stop fighting each other and join together because these things that they bring up, be it black versus white or straight versus gay or conservative versus far left liberal those are the things that they use to divide us. Those are the things that they use to make us fight each other so that, they, so that we don't pay attention to what's really going on. And Nick's going to drop what's really going on later. Holy crap. Um, so we need to stop fighting each other. We need to join together and fight together against the overlords that should not be our overlords. So General Flynn prays for everyone, prays for all of America. And we all need to stand up and fight like a Flynn. So that's on more than I, one occasion. I, can't
1: wait. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm very looking forward. I'm I'm hoping that he gets back to us. We, we gave him a card. Uh, we asked him to uh, join us on the podcast. I want him to get his message out as, as broad as possible so that everybody can hear what he has to say. I'm not going to bastardize anything that he said any part of this weekend. Um, you can find it on, uh, uh, was it on, on rumble on, and rumble on
2: brighton.com Bri-
1: brighton the
2: whole the whole the entire conference was live streamed on brighton.com even though mike adams wasn't able to come this time i'm sure he'll be the one in, in the one in texas um but he streamed the entire thing on brighton.com so that's pretty amazing
1: patrick burton was there as well yep. uh got a copy of his book uh the deep rig i'm I just started it, so you're gonna have to give me a bit. Let me finish it. I I've got so many other things to read right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> My eyes are about to bleed. Um, there's tons of stuff that we learned this weekend. Uh, some pieces were put together that solidify some other points I've made in the past. Uh, but the big thing is this, and if you all haven't grabbed onto this yet, is uh, and one of the things I've been, I, I guess, I i have to say, I think I was most impressed with is, uh, when I was there the whole time, you know, I walked around, I so saw, saw so much Q material on all of these holy people. And I, I call them holy because I believe they're probably better than I am. Um, they're holier than I am. Like I, I'll put it that way. Jesus loves Q. Oh, I saw that. I saw, uh, we saw so much Q paraphernalia. I I've never seen that much before in one place. I didn't even see that much on January 6th. I mean, there was Q stuff up there. Yes. There was muddled Q stuff up there where this time it was out in the open. Nobody was even scared. Nobody wore a mask. We were 7,000 strong underneath the mask. I I don't think so. (laughs) Um, there were 7,000 of us strong in a tent. Under a big tent with a bunch of swamp coolers on either side and, uh,
2: armed security out the wazoo. Oh my God. And I, you know what? It was I was, you great know what? Hats off.
1: Time out. Hats off to all the armed security guys that were there. Uh, I know I gave some of you guys a good run for your money, but I'm telling you right now, Hey, hats off. You guys did a fantastic job. We didn't get searched going into the event. It was not there for us. It was there for anybody who came there to not be a part of what was going on there. That was the best I've ever seen done in the way of security. Completely backwards of everybody else. It was impressive, and I was impressed. And it takes a lot for somebody like me to say that. That's all I'm going to say.
2: About yeah that. they they were there to protect us, and that's how <laughs> we felt the entire time. Yeah, the, the dogs were gorgeous. Oh my god, they had a duchy. I, I love Yeah, dogs. well, you can't you touch them. I don't know that. I know. And I didn't touch them. I talked to them, but I I didn't yelled touch them. <laughs> at her so many times.
1: I was like, don't you dare knew, fucking pet that dog. I knew
2: I couldn't talk to them. I talked to their I talked to them. I didn't touch them, but I talked to the dogs and I talked to their handlers. And they're some very cool dogs. So So I mean, anyway. it
1: was it was impressive. The security was impressive. Uh the worst part about it, I thought that I well, I and I can understand it though. That if I if I couldn't understand it, I wouldn't say this. But I can understand it. Uh, it got tighter when the bigger celebrities arrived, i.e., General Flynn, i.e.,
2: Roger Stone, Roger Stone, Mike, Stone, Lindell,
1: Mike yeah. Lindell, any of those guys. I get it. There are people gunning for him. I know that. I'm not joke, but there was not a person there that was not there. I've never heard Fauci, Pence, uh, Pelosi any of the liberals booed more than I heard this past weekend. And I've never been more impressed. Uh, you know, just to stand up right next to the American flag and say, yep, that's my fucking flag. Y'all can suck my dick because this <laughs> is what I'm here for. This is, this is why I went to war as many times as I did. This is why I have more metal in my body than the Terminator does. This is why I, I've done what I've done and I am where I'm at. It, it's not about, anything else, this is why I do it.
2: They opened the conference every morning with this
1: amazing this, rendition amazing of that.
2: This girl had the most beautiful voice yep. singing the national anthem. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't just that though. Every single person there, all 7,000 of them, no matter where they were. And there were, you know, at 10 o'clock in the morning, there are people in line getting food and there are people wandering around. Not everyone was under the tent, but when the national anthem started playing, everyone stopped, took off their head in their tracks, put their hand Dead over in their, their tracks and listened. Some and if they were,
1: long, they were retired veterans. They stood at attention, hands down to their sides some of them even saluted and I was like well you don't have to do that no more but <laughs> I'm not doing that but I'm going to stand at I did stand at attention I stood right at attention came right to attention pointed at the flag and that was it and they and this church was a beautiful church it had a, uh, a huge gigantic place uh, had a huge, uh, Memorial Day. We in the, the military, we call it the Memorial Day flag because it's the biggest flag that we ever fly. We on uh, Memorial Day, you always fly the biggest flag you have. And this is some 34, uh, uh it's like 34. I want to say it's anywhere between 23 and 34 feet wide by almost 60 feet long. These are the big flags. These things are huge. Um, you don't keep them up year round, but this flag, it, you could tell this flag had been up there for a hot minute they love flying that flag. God bless them. Let them do it. Uh, don't stop it. Keep going. Uh, it was an amazing event to go to. If you have the chance to go, I recommend you go. If it comes near your area, go to it. Uh, you're going to find a lot of like-minded people. You're going to find a lot of Patriots. You're going to find a lot of, I I mean, I found, I don't know, shit. I talked to at least,
2: uh, we handed out 1,500 business cards, so we talked to a lot of people.
1: I, I came back last night. Uh, th- it's a good thing we didn't do this podcast last night because I didn't have much of a voice last night. Uh, we cheered every time Roger Stone came up. We cheered every time Mike uh, Michael Lindell came up. We cheered every time that, uh, Mike
2: uh, General, Flynn. General
1: Flynn came up. We cheered for... All the ones that we knew. And then even some of the ones, some of the pastors came out with they were some fantastic. of, some of the most inspiring messages, like stick it up your caboose. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, <laughs> that guy, that guy was great. He was awesome. <laughs> he was freaking, Even my buddy, me and my buddy were down there together. He's, uh, we're both Catholics and we, we, the, you know, the whole, that whole prayer and thing, whatever they do it. We don't, but. We were sitting there listening to this guy. I couldn't help but feel motivated. I couldn't help but want to go and put my foot in somebody else's caboose. Yeah, because I was called,
2: like, he called it this the the CCC, the yep. um the what well, what was it the uh, the caving clergy,
1: caving clergy. Uh, it was the. Caving Christian clergy. That's no, what it was, it was. It was
2: something else. It was it, there. Was, no, it was
1: a CCC caving. Christian yeah, but it, clergy. but it was.
2: It wasn't. It wasn't just. It wasn't just. It wasn't caving. I don't know. Anyway, it was.
1: Well, Christian uh, applies to almost every. Yeah, different but sect no. Of but he,
2: it wasn't just. It wasn't just about the clergy because he was also talking about caving conservatives and and something. Oh else. yeah. So, well, um, there
1: was that. I think he anyway, had four C's. I don't think it was three. No, it, was, it was four. C's. It was
2: three. But anyway, um, it was. He was fantastic. I, I mean, if. If Mick wasn't such a hardcore Catholic, we'd we'd probably switch churches after li- listening to that. To be quite honest, and his whole message was that he never shut down—not not once. And all of these churches that shut down—they're how can you how can you believe in God? How can you inspire your flock if you cave?
0: Right well, off the Well, bat. if
1: you can't open your doors, yeah. how can you do that? That was his message. If you can't open your doors, how are you supposed to inspire your flock without, and I, 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 I gotta be honest with him. I completely agreed with him. Well,
2: that's because our priest was, was one of those caving clergy. But
1: now, now, now sitting back and, and, and listening to what he said and realizing what he was going after. And, uh, you know, I, I sit back now and I, um, you, hindsight 2020 it's a mother it's a mother effort i'll tell you what anyway with that type of hindsight looking at it i i look at this too and i tell you about this right now these guys uh these pastors that came up we had black we had white we had hispanic uh there was an asian one um there were uh th- there were all different it, it didn't matter what your race was they came up they had the same message. And it was impressive to see that. Yeah, there were no Catholic priests. Okay, I don't care. It was uh, my point about it. The thing that touched me or the thing that I found was most inspiring was I saw so many people with so many different, from so many different backgrounds coming up with the same message over and over and over and over again. And these people were not edited. These people were not prompted with what they had to say. They came up, they told their story. Every story resonated with the same background, with the same belief and the same system of what we have today. And that's what we've been preaching from the get-go. We've got to love each other before we love anything else. Until we, we got that mastered, then we can take on other things. And this is where we're at. We're at other things. Other things are now coming to fruition. I've told you folks, I, I echoed it, I bastardized it, I, I begged you all. Fucking tactical, tactical patience. We're gonna get to that tonight, but first, we're gonna hit some real quick headlines that lynn has got. She's got a lot, so we're gonna let her plow. And she's. Uh, we're gonna run through them real she quick. She did though, some. No, nope, nope. She did some really great show prep. I wanted to take her time with it. I'm gonna chime in where we've had our conversation already. We we didn't talk much, but we talked enough about it that we've got some back and forth rhetoric that we're gonna kick back and forth but I want you to hear what she's got to say. She's got a lot of good things. She brought up a gr- lot of great points of what's taking place over the last couple of weeks. Well, the last, last week, since, last the last week since the last time we talked.
2: And a lot's gone on since
1: then. And that. a lot's gone on since then. And uh, we're going to hit the bigger, deeper issues later, but we're going to hit this one. We're going to go through these first because these still, I don't care how you look at them. You can say, well, that was last week's news. These still add revel- relevance to what we're going to talk here in a little bit. So let's, I'm going to let her have her minute. Well,
2: let's, let's start with the G7 summit in Geneva. So I'm sure you all know that Biden made a fool of himself, as you know we all expected. Um, he went toe-to-toe with Putin, and he lost.
1: Not if you ask the liberals.
2: You know what? That's not exactly true. Because the liberals, everything they say, and everyone knows this, they say the reverse of the truth. So when they say that Biden did such a great job and he was so strong, you know that they really meant that Biden really sucked and he was the weakest person on the planet.
1: Look, Jedi, <laughs> until you get to my level and Bongino's level, you're not allowed to try and use Bongino's <laughs> words back against me.
2: I didn't even listen to Bongino, but you know Yes, that's you true. did. No, I didn't.
1: Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You most certainly did. Well, you we listened-, listened
2: to it on the way home. No, I took a nap. No, you did. I was snoring away in the seat you next were not to snoring, home.
1: <laughs> not during that.
2: I woke myself up snoring, so I know I was snoring. But anyway,
1: don't so, use Bongino's words against me fine. just because it hit you in melatonin or whatever the hell you were in. Whatever REM sleep.
2: Okay, so uh, this just blew me away. Biden told Putin that certain cyber attacks should be off limits. He gave him a list,
1: sixteen of them,
2: sixteen things. That he begged Putin not to attack. I'm um, sorry. No,
1: no. Now, now you just lined up 16 targets for me to go exactly. after.
2: Exactly. That's who, what I'm going to do. Who tells their enemy who's already been supposedly cyber attacking us? You know what? I I know we can't really stop you, but but please don't hit these things. This would really destroy our country.
1: I look at it this way: if in Olden times. And when I say olden times, we're going to go back to Xerxes. We're going to go back to Xerxes. I thought you
2: were talking about the 80s, but okay.
1: Wow, fuck you. <laughs> now I just like- that Now you
2: feel old, huh?
1: I just farted dust. So no shit, there I was in Thermopylae in way back in the day, right? If, Are we
2: going into past life experiences now?
1: If Xerxes had known about the GOAT path on day one, because Biden was there, because Biden may as well have been there. We don't know.
2: And if Biden Biden said, "Hey, don't don't, don't attack go, this. Don't, this goat this path. don't, don't go, go this way. Don't go up the way. goat path."
1: Um, do you believe that
2: Xerxes would say, "Okay, I'll the take, I'll, I'll take the three hundred Would have held harder route. Do
1: you believe the three hundred would Not have held it a
2: million freaking years?
1: It? No, the the three hundred would have held it if Xerxes never knew about the the goat path.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm, you know,
1: it, I, I just always bring that up because that was like, if you look in history, that's like really the first spy. I mean he's really the the uh um uh, uh what's his name uh the one with the humpback uh as 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 the legion I believe was his name or something along those lines. And he was the one that told Xerxes about the goat path behind the, the uh, Spartans because he wasn't tall enough. He wasn't big enough. He wasn't strong enough to be a Spartan. He couldn't hold his shield up as high as the rest of the Spartans to defend all the other Spartans. And uh, he was cast away from the Spartans. Therefore he ran to Xerxes and told Xerxes about the goat path behind him and said, Hey, this goat path will get you behind him. And he Xerxes snuck troops in behind him. And next thing you know, the 300 got slaughtered. Uh, that last day of the battle of uh, for the hot gates getting into Thermopylae prior to Thermopylae. And then they summarily were crushed by the rest of the Trojans that were back there that were still waiting for them. But the whole point of the battle was that initial point that the 300 stood up to that horde that was there to take over Sparta. And those Spartans stood there strong, held the ground, said, nope, watch this, fuck you, hold my beer. And that's what happened. Well and look, for six days it went Putin on. Putin
2: is playing Biden like a freaking puppet. And Biden's not even Putin's puppet.
1: Well, we don't know.
2: We'll get to, yes, you do, but we'll get to that. Well I do. So but... Biden said after the Lakeside summit with Putin in Geneva, he said, We agreed to task experts in both our countries to work on specific understandings about what is off limits. We'll find out whether we have a cybersecurity arrangement that begins to bring some order. We'll find out. We'll find out when they attack us that we don't have a cybersecurity ag- agreement. How about all cyber attacks are off limits? How about attacks in general off limits? How about if you attack us, we're going to hand you your ass?
1: How about, better yet, you know when we're going to figure it out? When all the lights go up?
2: Uh, when, mm, don't even get me started. And the power
1: I'm, grid shuts down.
2: Well, it, it won't take but one small little nuclear weapon being detonated above Ohio for that to happen. 10 miles above Ohio, actually, then we're in EMP territory and then we're back in the Stone Age and then we're all screwed. So if the if I'm just saying right now, and I've said this before, if the power goes out and at the same time, your cell phone shuts down, your computer shuts down, um, your car stops working, you have no
1: Internet access,
2: right? If everything shuts down all at once, uh, it ain't coming back. Okay, so if all of the power goes out and your car doesn't work either, it ain't coming back. And then we're all screwed. But anyway, so uh, Putin's response to the idea wasn't immediately clear. In a separate press conference, he said the two leaders had agreed to quote begin consultations on cybersecurity issues, but didn't directly refer to Biden's proposal.
1: And let's really discuss this real quick because Putin laid out that look, uh, there were uh, when you go into these type of summits, uh, especially amongst foreign leaders, I. I I have not personally seen it before, but I've heard it from several Secret Service agents, not to include Bongino. I can tell you about other guys that uh, are not half as popular as Bongino, but I can tell you you've heard the same thing out of every single one of them. There are consumables that are traded in these things. Uh, what consumable did we get out of that that Biden's told us about? I haven't heard of one. And when I say consumable, what I'm referring to is not something that like we can actually consume. I'm talking. This is something we're actually going to hold Russia's feet to the fire.
2: We've never held Russia's feet to the fire. No, stop, stop, stop. No, I'm not.
1: I'm not talking about never. I'm talking about right now. What did Biden come out and tell us that we're going to hold Russia's feet to the fire? He didn't. He didn't. He came out. He actually snapped at a CNN reporter because she. Asked him, how are you so confident that Putin is going to play ball? And Biden lashed out at her.
2: In traditional dementia style.
1: Correct. And he said, who are you? Why are you here? What do you do? What is your job? What the hell's wrong with you? Who does that?
2: She's a reporter. That's her job, to ask questions that he has the choice to answer or not.
1: But- Obviously, he did not have the answer for it that day. Well, and because it wasn't on one instead, of his note cards. he lashed out at her.
2: So I'll tell you, Putin had some interesting things to say, though. And, you know, Putin and now it is pretty standard practice, kind of tradition, actually, that world leaders hold joint press conferences. But that didn't happen this time. So Putin and Biden held dueling press conferences. And Putin's press conference got a lot more views than Biden's did.
1: Well, actually, it wasn't dueling. They had uh, one after the other. Uh, Putin did his first.
2: Oh, because Biden was two and a half hours late. Correct. Yeah.
1: And Biden did... No, Putin was two and a half hours late.
2: No, Biden was two and a half hours late.
1: Putin was two and a half hours late to the summit, playing the traditional Russian card. That is something that is classic, a Russian move. They've always done that. They were like, oh, well, this is the time. Well, this is the time I'm going to show up. But
2: Biden was two and a half hours late to his press conference.
1: Biden showed up after Putin to do his press conference. Putin did his first. Putin's was way better than Biden's, obviously, uh, but Biden's a doddering old fool. So we're, well, we we well, already let's... know that he's still chewing on, um, you know, green beans that have been mushed for him. So that's, that's no surprise there. And mushed peas, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, everything he does, he slurps through a straw. So he showed up after the fact, Putin showed up with the normal swagger of it, it was uh, everybody's been talking about it this week. It was the normal swagger of someone who was coming out of a presser with the USSR. And we're talking United Soviet socialist Republic. And that is true communism at its whole. And Putin came out, with that same swagger that everybody else did, Gorbachev. Uh, You can keep going back. Stalin, they all came out the same way from any presser with the U.S. as if their shit was ironclad. Good try getting through it. It ain't happening.
2: Well, funny you should say that, that because Putin told reporters, he said, we need to throw out all kinds of insinuations, sit down at the expert level, and start working in the interests of the United States and Russia. And then he made an insinuation of his own. He said that Russian officials had tracked malicious digital activity coming from the United States, which is really interesting because I was saying that weeks ago, and you wouldn't let me say it, but I thought a couple weeks ago with the whole Bitcoin thing, um, I was thrown out there, well, what if it wasn't really Russia? Because whenever they say it's Russia, it ain't Russia. I was saying, what if this was a setup? What if this was us? setting this shit up, trying to make it look like Russia. And you didn't want me to go there. And I got you on that one because I had no evidence to back it up. And now Putin's saying it, he said, we certainly see where the attacks are coming from. We see that this work is coordinated from U.S. cyberspace.
1: So now I've got to ask this question, right? Um, am I going to take Putin's word for it, though? No. Okay, so stop, stop before you even keep going getting defensive on I me. Mean, don't get defensive.
2: I'm not. I'm just I saying I want you no, to listen I, to me right I, I, now. I don't trust Putin as far as I could throw him, and he's a pretty big guy, and I'm kind of a little girl, so I couldn't throw him very far. You,
1: you know what I've got, the, the plutonium I'm holding on to. I do. So let's just hold our, our swagger with that one because I may or may not, I told you tactical patience with that. That's what I, I told you. I didn't I know. tell you I know. what to do right, or what we'll, to say. We'll
2: move on from there. So, um, <laughs> this is really interesting. So, you know, we all joke that, uh, or Mick loves to joke that, you know, Biden walks around with a card saying, my name is Joe Biden. I live at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. If I am lost, please return me home.
1: Dan Bajino says that <laughs> I just picked up on it and I okay. like it and I think it's really good. So I'm going to continue saying the same thing.
2: Well, we got, we got a glimpse at what Biden's,
1: Putting on those cards.
2: Actual card set. And, and guess was... what?
1: They say 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, <laughs> return me to Jill Biden, and she's no, a no. doctor, so you better call her doctor.
2: At the top, it says the president, like he has to be reminded, right? And this says DOJ talking points, Sunday, June 13th, 2021. Here's the talking points. Trump abused power. Trump DOJ out of control. Now we have to clean it up. I've made it clear this DOJ will reflect my values and principles and priorities, not Donald Trump's. They include respect for Congress as co-equal, freedom of press and voting rights. That's why I, anyway, then his hand covers up the rest. But the fact that all of his talking points, once again, is just shitting on Donald Trump, be your own man. You're going to run your whole presidency just anti-Trump?
1: Well, it's the liberal playbook. That's uh, all they know how to that's do. That's all they do. Because they think don't- about it. Any, stop, any stop, real stop. policy that they're now? O- think about Obama. The first four years that Obama was in power. And I know you don't remember it because you didn't pay attention to politics at the time. So I'm gonna go ahead and remind you of it. For the first four years that Obama was president, Obama blamed everything on George Bush. It was all George Bush's fault. Is that it before
2: was- or after his apology tour?
1: Uh, That was before that was way before because he didn't start apologizing until his second term, but his first term was doing nothing but blaming everything on George Bush. George Bush did it. George Bush did this. George Bush put us in this position. Joe Biden's trying to do it. What are the liberals starting to do though? What have you noticed? I've noticed. I've already noticed it too. And it was crazy where I've seen it. I've seen it on MSNBC. I've seen it on CNN twice now where People like, did you hear about the reporters on uh, that were outside the summit that thought their microphones were off? Their microphones weren't off. They heard about the qu- they started saying the questions, the quiet part out loud. They were talking about the questions they would love to ask Biden.
2: Oh yeah, what questions were those?
1: Where's Hunter at?
2: Where is Hunter at? Oh, he's he's selling some quote unquote abstract paintings Art. for a half a million dollars a pop.
1: Correct. Uh, where's Where's his laptop at? Mm-hmm. Why have we heard anything from the DOJ about that? Where's What about the voting? What about votes being missing in different states? I, there's a laundry list of things they were talking about. It's all over the news. Uh, I beg you to go. Uh, if you didn't listen to Dan Gino today, go listen to Dan Gino today. He talks about it today directly. He actually really had a great part in that. You listen to all of these things that these, these, they will not ask Joe those questions because they are, or actually it wasn't Bongino. I'm sorry. That was on Shapiro's show today. Um, they literally will not ask those questions of Joe Biden. Yet they were caught on microphone when they thought their microphones were off, saying this, the quiet part out loud, asking those questions. And then giggling about it like, well, we're not going to ask that.
2: No, because as Joe Biden said, I've got a list of reporters that, as usual, I have a list of reporters that I should call on.
1: Correct. And then immediately following that, do you know what he said? What's that? He said that reporters, like when he was walking back. After he snapped at, uh, what's her name from CNN, the the chick from CNN, I don't remember. I don't know. He he was walking back his comments from that. He was trying to save face and everything else because he didn't want to seem like he was a sexist chauvinist who believes that uh, black people shouldn't go to school with his kids and everything else, blah, 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 because he's been a racist his whole entire career. Um, He was walking those comments back, and he said that reporters are the smartest people he's ever met. That's what I did. Actually, I (laughs) farted and then I laughed and then the fucking truck smelled so bad. I had to get out of it. So I had to pull over. So it was really bad. Yeah. But anyway, it was like, that's, he knows how to treat the press. You pet them on the head, you pet them on the back of the head. and When they're bad, you scold them and you tell them to get out. But when they're good, it's okay. You can sit in here. Now you sit in here and that's what he's doing. If you cannot see what the American press is doing, uh, I, I know this guy, he lives down the street from me. His name's Bubba. He's got a great big ball <laughs> peen hammer. He'll be by later.
2: Okay. So you asked, where's Hunter? Here's my question. Where's Fauci?
1: Uh, well, I, I, can... I
2: haven't seen Fauci in a week or we, so. We,
1: we need to go ahead and okay, just, we'll skip that one. We for need now. to sit on it Here, because here's,
2: here's an interesting thing. Did you know that Burisma admitted to bribing Joe Biden with a lump sum payment of about in a a Ukrainian criminal court.
1: Okay. You need to shut up again. And this needs to be quiet because you need to keep going with what you got over there in that stack and stop with publishing shit like that. That didn't come
2: from me. That actually came from, uh, Mike Cowdery.
1: Mike Cowdery, you need to shut up too because I'm about <laughs> to connect all this shit for you. Okay. And when I connect all this shit, it's going to be like Adam smashing in a fucking uh, atom smasher and your heads are going to go boom because I've got some shit. I've got to tell you it's coming up. I promise we're not, we're not doing this on purpose. It's just the way the stories fell this week.
2: Okay. Well, here, here's an interesting one. Rand Paul. God, I love this man. I,
1: I You know what? I was not a Rand Paul fan a long time ago. I've become such a Rand Paul fan such since all Paul this fan. shit started. I love Rand Paul. Uh, uh, he's from where? Kentucky, right?
2: Kentucky, yeah.
1: Folks in Kentucky, if you do not continue to vote this man into fucking office, I'm going to be very upset with you I, all. I do. Rand Paul is the bomb. I really like this
2: bomb. man. So finally, after 20 years, Congress votes to, I, to end the Iraq war. So Rand Paul wrote an op-ed in the uh, Lexington Herald-Leader. Um, It was hard to find actually So uh, I'm going to read this Pretty quick, it's not very long It's easier to start a war than end one That argument alone should deter us from war And yet time and time again Man's bellicosity Combined with often imbecility Entices us to war The Iraq war was no exception Sold as a response to 9-11 with propaganda So irresponsible that it convinced Some of our own guys to graffiti our missiles With words like This is payback for 9-11 Only it wasn't. Not only did Saddam Hussein have nothing to do with 9-11, deposing him led to chaos and a breeding ground for more terrorism. Regime change led to an Iraq more aligned with Iran than the U.S. regime change required the lives of roughly 4,000 young men and women and the injuries, often severe, of over 31,000. On Thursday, Congress finally voted to end the war in Iraq nearly 20 years after it began. Intermittent combat and even renewed wars were fought using the 2002 Iraq authorization. So the vote to repeal the 2002 AUMF, Authorization for the Use of Military Force, has real-life implications. Some from the pro-interventionist side wanted to replace the 2002 AUMF with a new one to continue to authorize war. I say enough war. If you want to send our best and brightest to fight again in Iraq, Come to Congress with a specific declaration of why we should return to war. Otherwise, give peace a chance. Shortly after I was sworn in as a U.S. senator in 2011, I forced a vote on repealing the Iraq AUMF. I lost 30 to 67. I introduced a repeal again in 2013 and 2016. And in 2017, I got another vote to repeal. I lost again this time, 36 to 61. But sometimes persistence pays off. Today, peace, or at least finally uh, finality to another chapter of war begins as the House voted overwhelmingly to repeal the Iraq War Authorization. Next week, the Senate will likewise vote to close at least one aspect of the perpetual war debacle. Hopefully, the public re- re- will reward and encourage the next step to less war, a repeal of 2001 authorization that has been used to justify war in dozens of countries around the world. Just remember that the rallying cry for those who choose peace needs to be repeal, not replace. I, I love that, man. That's, that's all I got to say. You know what? In the words of John Lennon, give peace a chance. Was that John Lennon? I don't even remember. That was before my time.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> I was out there spouting the other side of that. I was out there spouting give war a chance. But
2: Well, that's because for a long time war paid our bills and you like to kill people and I get that. Um, that's you're really good at it. Really that's, hasn't that's changed. What I mean, I hate to say it. <laughs> you like to kill bad guys, but the thing is for a long time, the people that they told you were the bad guys might not have been the bad guys.
1: Well, I, I can argue that on different levels. However, Rand Paul did present a very convincing argument and I will, uh, I'll bow to that because I think that was a very accurate, uh, well, not always accurate. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. I, I saw some of the shit going on in Iraq. I saw what Iraq could have become. Um, I I don't think we were completely wrong on what we did. We were never told the same reasons the American people were told why we went into Iraq. And a lot of people do not realize that the soldiers on the ground in Iraq were never told that the whole reason we were going in there was because of WMDs. The soldiers on the ground in Iraq were told we were going in there to overthrow a dictator that was killing his own people. Um, that really changes the reason why you go fight. It's not really—I uh, know for the normal Joe Blow sitting on the street who's sitting back here in the U.S. doesn't mean much to you. Uh, to somebody who's willing to sign not only that the check to you know of everything he owns, but his whole entire life uh, over to the government, that actually changes the reason you lay your life down um, when you find out what Saddam did to his own people. It is, uh, he was a vicious dictator. Uh, He deserved to die. And what happened to him is well within the rights of Iraqi law, and he is no more.
2: Well, okay, and and I get that. I get that 100%. And I supported you every single time you went to war. I never told you, I I, I was never, I've always supported you a thousand percent in everything you did. But here's my point. We became the world's police force. We stepped in to save people in other countries from their cruel dictators.
1: Now, now no now
2: who is gonna step in and save us from ours? Now,
1: given that, okay, understand we were also told something different. We also were told, Hey, look, you're going in there to fuck them up and then you're coming out.
2: Yeah, and we've been there for twenty years.
1: We've never whoa. We've been in Afghanistan even longer.
2: Yeah. Well, this was Iraq. I was talking. I mean, I know 20 years, we've yeah. been
1: in Afghanistan even longer than that. We've been in Afghanistan for almost twenty-five years.
2: Well, now apparently, also Biden asked Putin to come back and help and take over in Afghanistan. Okay. We're we're pulling that out. That so, is a so horrible. So, hey, Russia, okay, whoa! You stop, go stop, in there stop! Stop! And, stop! And stop! 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 Stop!
1: Stop! Please, okay. That is the worst idea in the world.
2: It's Biden's idea. It's not. There mine. There
1: are books out there. The reason we know about how they fought in Afghanistan when we went into Afghanistan initially is because we read the Russian books on what took place when they went into Afghanistan. That's why we were so much better at fighting the Afghanis than the Russians were initially. Initially, Afghanis went and changed their whole precept how they fought. They changed everything they did. They changed the way they fought. They changed the motto of which they fought. Uh, They didn't fight the same way they were fighting the Russians. When they learned that we were educated enough to go read what the Russians did, they realized very quick, fast, and in a hurry that mm, we, don't, we don't need to fuck with these guys this way because they can actually shoot and they can actually kill us and they can do it with a much smaller element than what we have. The Afghans were much better versed when it came to that stuff than the Russians were. To have the Russians go back in now is uh, those people are so... Uh, there's, they uh, have
2: no respect for the sanctity of human life.
1: I have a lot of Afghan friends, and I can tell you that this right now. There's a lot of Afghans that if they saw the Russians roll back into Afghanistan, they literally will have a fucking heart attack and die right there on the spot because they know what happened the last time the Russians just rolled into Afghanistan. It was not peaceful. It was not pretty. It was not clean and cute. It did not end well for 90% of the people there because they slaughtered thousands.
2: Well, okay. So, but Biden asking Putin to go back into Afghanistan is just another symbol of him ceding power as the world's leader. Because we have been the world's police force for 25, Conceding. 35, Conceding. 50 years. Yes. Conceding.
1: Conceding. Conceding. Yeah. Power. Well, He's whatever. giving it away. He is.
2: Because now he is asking Russia to do what we have done for 25 years. He is asking, we're not strong enough anymore, so hey, can you help us out here? Um. That's basically him saying we're, we're no longer a superpower. We are, Well, we're, we're no, no longer, longer a world power. We're no longer a world power. Correct. But, but you know what? We need to refocus on our own country right now because...
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right because white supremacy is way more important than anything else out there.
2: Well, hold on. So um, this whole defunding the police movement, right? Right. Yeah, that's starting to bite them in the ass, as we said it would, because you know what happens when you defund the police?
1: Now the police stop doing their job. Yeah,
2: and crime goes up.
1: Yep, cops so don't want to do their job.
2: Let, let me let me give you some statistics about crime surges in cities across the country year over year. Atlanta, from now, from over this time last year, homicides are up 58%, shootings are up 40%.
1: Wait a minute, isn't that, isn't that Keisha Lance Bottoms? Yeah, She's doing a bang up job, I thought. She is, there, that's, and they're, that's they're, what CNN said, like on numerous occasions now. Yeah, that she's doing a bang up job. Great job as a mayor. And what did you just say?
2: Homicides are up 58%. Shootings are up 40% from last year.
1: Wow. Okay, Disha, good job. New York, I mean- City,
2: New York City, they shoot a lot, but apparently they don't shoot well. Homicides are up 13%. Shootings are up 64%.
1: <laughs> they just haven't <laughs> figured out how to aim yet.
2: <laughs> they don't know how to aim. Yeah. They couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. They haven't figured they out that there's like... They try real hard, but...
1: <laughs> there are side sights that you can put on your pistol when you're holding it sideways, yeah. so that way you can aim down those too. Apparently they call not. them bro sights, I believe. Well, now,
2: Portland, this one's a, uh,
1: well, Portland, they can't, they can't shoot in Portland. Anyway. Homicides
2: are up 533% and shootings are up 126%. Wow. Let me say that again. Homicides versus this time last year are up 533%. Now wait, in wait, 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 wait,
1: Time out. Are those gun related homicides or are those like just homicides in general?
2: Uh, It's homicides in general, but you know what? That's, <laughs> Portland hasn't stopped. They think that it's okay. Hey, it doesn't, that, that whole crime wave, it doesn't matter. They need, they need more jobs in Portland to combat crime. They, they need better pay in Portland. They need more equity in Portland to combat crime. They don't uh. need more police. Well, the police took their word for it. So, <laughs> um, there was, uh, <laughs> the entire Portland police, their, their entire rapid res- response team resigned. So it is, a, it is a volunteer thing, their rapid response. It's a volunteer thing. So they haven't quit as cops, but they have resigned from the rapid response team. So basically they're the ones that go and stop the riots. And they were like, no, fuck you. Because one of their men got indicted for stopping a riot.
1: So. Yeah, he, he actually, he accident, well, he didn't accident. I, I'm sure he didn't accidentally do it. I'm sure he, he may have done it. He just did it a little bit more fierce than needed. Um, but he hit somebody in the head and that person has a hearing problem or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's the thinking problem. Now, maybe now he's a waterhead. I don't know what, um, but he's got a problem now in his nugget and his nugget's not functioning you the way what? it's supposed to be. If
2: you're out there, his nugget wasn't functioning the way it was supposed to be in the first place. Because if you're out there writing and burning shit down, then I'm sorry. You play stupid games, win stupid prizes.
1: I'm sorry. There was a security guard that we heard overheard this weekend. And I'm going to say this right now. This guy said, he's like, man, I wish y'all would say this more to my wife because
2: <laughs> he said, she doesn't believe. He said, I have never I, been thanked so much in my entire career. I yep, wish my wife could hear this. Yep.
1: Because uh, everybody that was at this conference thanked the cops. They thanked They thanked the cops. They thanked the security. They thanked everybody. It didn't matter if they were wearing a badge or not, if they were carrying a gun. We are like, thank you for being here. Yeah. And nobody, there was, I didn't see an ounce of violence. I, we heard of what one interdiction between well, CNN, CNN and MSNBC trying, and trying to get on to the- quick property and uh no locked out done they grabbed that shit up quick fast in a hurry and they actually made a note about it the next morning it was hysterical and we were all kind of giggling about it uh but again i'm
2: I'm gonna keep going on this there's there's a couple more chicago
1: no keep going because you know chicago's a big one
2: well actually chicago homicides are only up five percent but they were pretty high last year too and the shootings are up 18 percent, but they were also pretty high last year so um
1: Los- well, do you have the numbers from last year? So that way we can compare them and say, yeah, no, that's I by, just, up 5%. I have, I
2: have the percentage of, of what they've gone up. Um, Los Angeles, homicides have gone up 22%. Shootings have gone up 51%. Philadelphia, homicides have gone up 37%. And shootings have gone up 27%.
1: I, and folks, I got some good friends that are Philadelphia police officers. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, so, they're, I can tell you right now, they're really afraid to do their job.
2: Here, here's what we've learned from this. People in Atlanta, Portland, and Philadelphia have learned how to aim better. Yeah. Because their homicide rate has increased over their shooting rate. Yeah. Yep.
1: New York, you, you still got a 50 50 chance.
2: Yeah. And Chicago's kind of sucking on the, the homicide well, no, rate. No, but
1: they're up 5%. But that's, but I they have say, the okay. highest murder rate in this United States. They do. States.
2: And you know what happened in Chicago just. Yesterday, I think it was, uh, no, it was on, uh, it was on Juneteenth. No, Lur- okay. Lori
1: Lightfoot. Yeah, because well, me and you no, no. talked about yeah, it. Yeah,
2: no, hold on. So this black guy, the car stopped at a light. The couple inside looked white. They were Puerto Rican, but they looked white. And this black guy went up, wrenched their door open, pulled him out of the car, shot him in cold blood in the street. One of them died. The other one's in critical, critical condition in the hospital. Husband and wife, Puerto Rican couple. Just, pulled them out of their car and shot them in the street because they looked white. Okay. And yeah, Mayor Lori Lightfoot declared racism, a public health crisis in Chicago. So, I'm sorry, where's the racism there? Because I'm thinking it's racism on blacks against whites, not the other way around.
1: Well, hey, but Lord, why did,
2: why did she do that? Cause you, you, you had an interesting, uh, well, well, you, I had an
1: insight. I, I said that there was, there was more to that, that you brought it up and she declared it a national public health emergency. Well, um, remember all these States out there and there's tons of States out there right now that are carrying a, a a plus budget when it comes to the COVID monies they were given because COVID is not what you think it is. Everybody's been told that COVID is this, oh my God, these hospitals are overwhelmed. There's all these hospitals. They've all these people in them. They're dying, this, that, and the other thing. And the truth behind that is that no, COVID's not like that at all. COVID's been no worse than the flu. I'm not really sure. It's it's
2: actually kind of been less worse. than the Why
1: first. we're fucking flipping out about COVID like we are? We're now finding out uh, why
2: because of the the fear porn out. that the media has been yep. pushing on the entire absolutely,
1: country. absolutely. We're now finding out uh, through investigations, through what I dropped last week with the Fauci emails and my timeline that has shown that Fauci's known about this shit since almost day one. Uh, that COVID's not half as deadly, not to include what I have to drop tonight, because what I have to drop tonight is going to absolutely fucking throttle your ass. But, uh, look at the rest of this. This shit is like, it's all been a, it's been a big joke to them and they're cool with it. They're okay with it. They're like, yeah, whatever. We've made COVID this big thing that everybody's scared of. And, and all honesty, no, it's all about, it's all money. bullshit. It's all been about money. She, reclassified this money and she said, uh, well, I'm going to declare this a public health emergency. Why? Because so then, what she's could she use, do with that money? Oh, what? 9. Hold on. Point 6 million what can dollars. she do with that money now?
2: Here's what she says she's going to do. She, the, the the Chicago public health commissioner, Allison Arwadi, says that the city needs to build on its work to improve anti-racist policies that address the root causes of inequity. There's that word again, equity. Remember, we don't talk about equality anymore. We talk about equity.
1: Equity. Equity. Equity per race.
2: Yes. Lightfoot called for improving anti-racism policies by, number one, building capacity for anti-racist leadership. I don't even know what that means.
1: Uh, No, no, I do. Are, are you serious? How do you not know what that means? <laughs>
2: Bill, it honestly, it just sounds like a, a Democratic talking point that means next to nothing.
1: No, it means everything. What are you talking about? Building
2: that, capacity for anti-racist leadership. It sounds stop, like they're going to stop. buy Democrat votes.
1: No, it's to put money back in the Democratic Party. Yeah. That's exactly That's what, what it, it is. is. Yeah. She's going to take that money, stick it back in the Democratic Party for what? Not Anti-racist what, leadership. What did she say? What did she say she is not doing next year? She is not seeking re-election for the the city of Chicago to be the mayor.
2: Interesting.
1: Isn't that? Just like Keisha Lance bottom. Now she's stuffing what? The wallet full. So that way the next Democrat that comes in has a plus budget to run on to go against any white person that runs against them. She's
2: also going to reckon with the impacts of racism.
1: I'd love to know what that means.
2: I don't know. Uh, Advanced Strategies to Operationalize Racial Equity.
1: That's 1619 Project.
2: Back to equity again. That's
1: 1619 Project bullshit. And she's going to try and enforce it in all city schools, inner city schools, and all the suburb schools to make sure that there is the 1619 Project. Critical race theory. Critical race theory Mm -hmm. being projected to everyone who has ever been involved in it.
2: She's also going to empower transformative community relationships. That
1: is more 1619 Project bullshit. Because
2: We're going back to calling social workers instead of cops.
1: No, she wants to make them socialists, not social workers. Yeah, socialists. She's she's basically in she uh in, in World War II terms, she is now putting the brown shirts back in charge.
2: That's pre- pretty much it. So, uh, Doctor Allison Arwadi said, as we continue to recover from the pandemic, these coalitions—well, here there's six community organizations that are part of the quote health equity zones. Okay. Uh, far south, the Phalanx Family Services. The near south, the Greater Auburn-Gresham Development Corporation. North Central, Swedish Hospital. Northwest, Northwest Side Housing Center. And Southwest, Southwest Organizing Product Project. And in the west, Rush Univers- University Medical Center on behalf of West Side United. So those organizations are charged with creating community-based coalitions to develop strategies to improve wellness. So Dr. Allison Arwadi said... As we continue to recover from the pandemic, these coalitions will also lead hyper-local strategies to confront the risk factors, healthcare and social service access, food access, housing conditions, community safety, and the physical and built neighborhood environments. I'm sure that Puerto Rican couple that got shot in their car or pulled out of their car and shot, I'm, I'm sure they were all about this. You think you're
1: going to feel any part of anything that Lori Lightfoot just put all this money towards? No. No. You know why? Because that didn't affect anything about what took place. Again, this goes back to the original thought on Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter only matter when a white cop shoots a black person. That's That's it. That's it. That's
3: it.
2: So it's the only time it matters.
1: When it's reverse racism, when it's just racism, it's not even reverse racism. It's just racism. It does.
2: There is no reverse racism.
1: It's racist. It's
2: just racism. That's it. Okay. Well, all right. So back to critical race theory. Representative Ilan Omar. Um, you know, I have to wonder. On Father's Day, do her kids call? Do they say Happy Father's Day or Happy Uncles Day to their dad?
1: Well, it, in my house, my kids said. Happy, uh, happy, supportive, supportive person who helped birthing persons day. And I was like, <laughs> What in God's name is that? Oh, well, that's the liberal terminology that's our, for that's our teenager
2: dad. being a jackass.
1: <laughs> I was like, he's Okay, really touche senor, Touché. he's a
2: super red pill, um, hardcore conservative, but he does like to poke fun so. It was pretty funny. He likes
1: to get underneath the gills of anybody who might be red.
2: I tell you what. But uh, Elon Omar says that critical race theory is not being taught in public schools. Is she right?
1: Well, according to her, it's not.
2: Well, so what she said is Republicans love to create outrage over things that aren't actually happening. People should be asking them what elementary, middle and high school is teaching critical race theory and why are they are spinning false narratives?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, the fact that we have her coming out, say, first of all, Everybody out there right now listening to my voice, if uh you are a woke Republican, you are a red red pilled Republican, you are a red-pilled conservative, forget Republican. If you're a red-pilled conservative and you're listening to my voice right now, everybody that normally listens to us is a conservative to begin with. You're not a Republican. Let me just go ahead and dispel that myth right there. If you're listening to us, uh we've got there tons are no of you. Republicans There's, and there
2: are no Democrats. Hold it's on. a uniparty. Time out.
1: There's 15,000 of us. All right. Uh, I'm going to say
2: 15,000 that- of us, like 120 million of us.
1: Well, no, I, I know there's like 120 million. There's 15,000 that listen to us. I'm talking to you 15,000. If you listen to us on the regular, if you tune in, you want, just want to hear what's going to come out of my mouth next. Okay, here you go. This is a message for you. You are not part of this conversation. We are not talking about you. You know already that you have been red pill woked. You know already you are in tune with what's going on. You've listened to us before. You know our thoughts on this. You know that we think this critical race theory shit is exactly that. It's shit. It, it doesn't apply to anything. This is just racism, period. Uh, trying to teach white people, white kids, the worst part is they're not even going after the adults anymore. They're going after the kids. They're saying, white kids, you are oppressors. How does a six year old or a three year old or, or a be- six month old know that they are an oppressor? I, 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 I fucking, I, I, I real serious issues with that. Who are you, first of all, to teach my child anything? That is my first point.
2: So, okay. So actually, technically, she's correct because none of the curriculum is labeled critical race theory. Doesn't mean it's not being taught. It's just not being labeled that way. But it's just like the cussing, okay? It's not about the words. It's about the intent. You cannot label it critical race theory all day long. But if your intent, if the meaning behind what you're teaching is that white people are oppressive, that every white person is a racist, that every white person is bad based on the color of their skin, that is a racist intent. You are teaching our children. Again, you're dividing us. You're, you're. Teaching them division, not unity. We are all Americans. I don't give a shit what the color of your skin is. I don't care if you're black or green or purple. I don't care. That's not what it's about. We are. We all bleed the same. Hey, babe, how many people did you, in in the course of your 21 years, you served with, thousands of people, right? You saw a whole bunch of people bleed, right? Easily. Okay. What color was their blood?
1: Uh, just like mine, red.
2: Right? Regardless of their skin color, correct. We all bleed red, correct? Yeah, A- and that's what the red in the flag stands for.
1: No, no, it doesn't. The red in the flag stands for courage. It stands for conviction. It stands for valor, fidelity. It stands for a lot of things, regardless of the color of your skin. Listen, all right. The best way to put it was this. All right. And this is, uh, I have never forgotten this since the day, uh, it was taught to me. Uh, there I was this young buck private, nothing. I was an E nothing. I was an E I owe you one. Uh, that's where I was sitting. And, uh, it is something that has always stuck with me to this day. And I've never ever forgot it. Everybody says you're crazy, but it was something that just kind of proved to me that racism is taught. It is bred. It is inbred into what America is. It's not something that you you outrightly learn from any specific person. It's something that you have to be specifically taught. And uh, these uh, two guys got up in the middle. We're sitting in a briefing. It was the most boring briefing you could have ever had. I think it was like the army emergency relief act or some crap like that. AER and we're sitting in there and, and 90% of us are about to fucking fall asleep. And these two guys start going at it. There's a black guy and a white guy. And they start throwing out every racial slur in the world. These two drill sergeants, two gigantic dudes, they're just mammoths of life. Uh, One's a white guy. One's a black guy. They come running out. They split them up. Uh, One guy, the white guy grabs a black guy. The black guy grabs a white guy. And, uh, they're, these, they're just these two gigantic human beings and they're grabbing this dude and they're holding them and, uh, they're both yelling at each other. And all of a sudden everybody else is like, holy shit, what is going on? We're all looking around like, what the fuck is going on? And one drill Sergeant, the one, uh, he was, a uh, Puerto Rican, I think he stands up at the microphone and he says, now look at this. I want you to look at what is going on right here. Every single one of you swinging dicks out here, I want you to look and see what's going on here. You have a black guy and a white guy, a white guy and a black guy. Notice how they're not fighting now? Why is that? Because one's going to kick the other one's ass? No. Bullets don't care about skin color. They don't see skin color. They only see one thing, a uniform. Notice how they're all wearing the same uniform? Bullets don't give a shit about that. We don't give a shit about that. We don't care if you're black, white, Asian, green, purple, yellow, blue. It doesn't fucking matter to us. A bullet, your skin color is not going to stop a bullet. And ever since that day, that has been my whole belief on skin color. We are all the same. We're all going to die the same way. It's just about where you go afterwards. Are you going to go see God? I don't think I am. I've done enough shit that I I know I'm not. There's a lot of people out there that believe differently than I do. God bless them.
2: That you're gonna see God? Yes, I believe that. Because no, I don't. Everything think. you did nope. was to keep us safe and not protect for a second. Us.
1: Not for a second. But nonetheless, either way, the point was is that look, it's not about skin color here. We're all on the same team. And ever since that day, I have never shared a separate opinion about that. I've never thought about a black soldier any differently than I thought about a white soldier. I always looked at the way they performed. If you did your job, you did your job to the best of your absolute fucking ability, and you were still willing to learn. To me, you were the greatest soldier ever. If you were just a shitbag, you didn't give a fuck about anybody else. Guess what? You were a shit bag. Whether you were black, white, brown, green, yellow, it didn't matter. You were a shitbag. It didn't matter. Everybody thought about that way. That's I met just this weekend. We were down in a cigar bar.
2: It was in awesome. Tampa. It was a great bar too. It's called Davidoff. If oh, you guys are down if in if you ever
1: go to Tampa, David I'm going to promote the shit that, out of them right that now. That place is amazing. That shit is fucking awesome.
2: And you, you met a, you met a, a, um, a Marine, a Marine, uh, um, owns a business uh, called, uh, Guns, Gars and Guns, Guns and Gars
1: or Guns and Gars. Yep. That guy, uh, oh, by the way, that cigar was actually very good. You can go ahead and, uh, uh, army guy said that was pretty good. <laughs> okay I'm not gonna say it was the greatest cigar I've ever had. It was a pretty good cigar though anyway guns cigars uh, if you're ever down in Tampa you want to buy a gun this is the guy you want to go talk to former marine Again, good dude
2: he's not sponsoring us not paying us nope. for this We met him he was really cool had a good cigar
1: I a- got a, we got a t-shirt out yeah, of it we I talked mean, to him we talked to him for about an hour we talked to the ladies that he was with which they were pretty we talked, to,
2: we talked to a bunch of people there. And you know what?
1: Amazing.
2: I think we were probably two, three of maybe a dozen white people in a packed bar.
1: Yeah. Oh, and yeah.
2: We weren't uncomfortable or nope. we didn't Not feel for a second. of place. You know what? Because no one cares about skin color. The only people that care are the liberal news media and the, the liberal
1: elite. The, the, the liberal
2: it. elite that, again, are trying to use this to divide us. They pretend they care because they are trying to divide us. We were actually stop letting them do that.
1: They were actually asking me for advice about cigars. I was like, uh, "Well, there's uh, actually a couple over here I saw that are really fucking good." And uh, they were like, "How did you know?" I was like, uh, "Actually, I was married to a Puerto Rican before, and that was really scary because she tried to kill me." But she's a
2: crazy bitch. She's a she girl. really
1: was. <laughs> and that's not a racial thing. It was just she really was. She was, she was trying she to was, kill me. She
2: was. She was a. Either way, moving right along. We want to talk about her. All right. All right. Uh, Last thing I have before you go into your big stories. And to the guy that commented on Podbean that we tease this along too too long, you know what? Too fucking bad. So some of y'all might have heard or felt uh, that 3.9 magnitude earthquake in Florida because the Navy dropped a 40,000 pound bomb 100 miles off the coast of Florida causing an earthquake, caused, called a shock trial. And after we got home from Tampa last night, we had to go pick up our kids from my parents who live about 45 minutes away. And my dad is an old merchant Marine. He spent 20 years as chief engineer on ships. He's been everywhere, all over the world on a ship. Won't even go on a cruise now if my mom drives her nuts because he spent so long on ships. But anywho, he when I was like, the, they dropped this 40,000 pound bomb and I showed him the picture or the video and he was like, that looks like a shock trial. And sure enough, it was a shock trial. That's what the article said. And he was like, but that's, he's like, we used to do that off the coast of Cuba all the time to mess with them. Um, I'm really surprised that that's going on off the coast of Florida. So from an old merchant marine who's seen plenty of shock trials and who is not red pill woke, I, I will say I've been trying a long time. My dad is a tough nut to crack. I'm working on him still. Um but neither here nor there. I, I think that one might have even opened his eyes a little bit. Why are we doing shock trials a hundred miles off the coast of Florida? Were they were they dropping dumbs, babe? No. What the fuck? Nope. Nothing. We're
1: we're at one of those points where you uh, can't
2: say. All right. Well, move on to what you can say. Well, no.
1: I, actually, I, I'm. <laughs> you know. I don't know if you've noticed the be, because you know me. So, um uh, you know I'm very careful about what I talk about. I know. Um uh, I'm just going to say this, okay? Think about this, right? They dropped a bomb where
2: uh,
1: 100 miles off the coast of Florida, right? Yeah. That's very close to international very close, well, first of all, it's only what we're 11 miles off the like coast of Florida It Polly co-
2: Inlet or something like considered,
1: that. Considered uh uh
2: international, waters. international
1: waters, 14 miles off is the, uh, what we call it in the diving world is the reef. That's where everything drops. It's where you hit the corner, everything from there down. It, it's a pretty steep drop in depth, uh, in the diving world, you go really deep. Um, and, uh, if you look at where that bomb went off, right. And I, again, I, uh, I'm trying to
2: it was I, off the East Coast, not the West Coast where we were. But
1: I, I'm, I'm trying to censor my words a little bit here. Uh, the best way I know how. No um, fear, no filter. You're right. Uh, no. Uh, okay. So uh, she called me out. So now I got to say it. So, all right, fuck you, bitch. Uh, I, I don't think I'm beholden to this because uh, the only reason I know about it is through general knowledge, not through any special type of knowledge. Uh, think about what's under the water. What is a shock trial, first of all? What is a shock trial? I have no idea. The first time I heard about it was from my dad. A shock trial is an explosion, right? And it's what a ship can withstand, all right? Um, uh, On the water, on the surface of the water, what can a ship withstand? Yeah, that's what my dad said. They did it with me. How far? So stop, stop. Just shut the fuck up. So you know how we have the, you've seen aircraft carriers, right? And when an aircraft carrier comes down to the water line, it almost comes down to a point it sits on a point and halfway through it gets fat and then it kind of curves back and then it gets thin again. and goes to the, the rear end of the, the, the vessel, right?
2: Yeah. I've seen Top Gun.
1: So these, these boats float and they float on the water and they stand so tall in the water so that a plans can land on them. A B they can deal with rough surf and still send, planes off of them and have planes land on them at the same point, uh, at the same time. All right. And C they do it because they can take a shot from the side and not move or roll or pitch at all in the water because that V that's underneath them keeps them upright, keeps them stable, keeps them level right? Um, my brother always told me, uh, especially that uh, on those aircraft carriers, if you're standing on the deck and it's pitching and yawn in the water, if it looks that way from the captain's nest on the deck, you barely feel that.
2: And how would your brother know that?
1: Well, he flew for so many years for the Navy. It, that's immaterial. The point is, is Just that a little credence to, to what there is, there's very little pitch and yaw on the deck of the boat. So, Moving forward, if you think about that, okay, back then everything was about surface warfare. Everything was about battleships. Everything was about aircraft carriers. Everything was about destroyers. Everything was about those things, right? So let's. So we're
2: launching and testing new aircraft carriers? No. No.
1: We started a project approximately 22 and a half years ago. It's called the Seawolf. It actually launched from Groton, Connecticut. What's in Groton, Connecticut, babe?
2: Uh, U.S. Navy base.
1: What type of Navy base?
2: Nuclear submarines.
1: Thank you. What do you think's coming online right now?
2: Nuclear submarines.
1: How else do you, what else needs a shock trial? Fuck me running. Just saying. I mean, submarines go through shock trials too. They have to. They do it with a skeleton crew. Why? Because if the bitch sinks, they only lose 17, 18 people. A nuclear sub has got to go through a shock <sighs> trial just like a ship does. Seawolves haven't been out in the fleet for very long. They're just now coming online because it takes that long just to develop the reactor plant and everything else in them because they're all nuclear. Uh, you're looking at probably the first class of Seawolf submarines coming online that are now going to be our next missile boats going into the future. The Los Angeles class missile boats are being deactivated.
2: So we're ramping up.
1: Not, we're not ramping up. We're just advancing. It's a, it's an advancement. It's not, it's not a ramping up. It started 20 years ago. The Seawolf was a concept that started 20 years ago. The Seawolf is now coming online. Big deal. So what? It'll happen. You have that. We had that from world war two, from world one to world war two to fuck to the Gulf war. We've had advancements like that. It's nothing new. We're just testing different equipment. How else better to test it than to drop a 40 to drop a. Okay, so you want to know what they dropped on the ocean that day? They dropped a fucking Moab. (laughs) The Air Force dropped a Moab in Afghanistan. Didn't cause a fucking earthquake. Why? Because there's not a fucking line there. There's not a fucking tectonic plate. There's not a tectonic plate touching another one there. So it didn't cause an earthquake. However, we dropped one in Florida. We just dropped it a little too close to a tectonic plate. That caused an earthquake. A Moab does that. That's how big of, that's why we call it the mother of all bombs. That's why we call it the Moab. Because when you drop that shit, it obliterates everything. Okay. In a great big fiery red ball. Okay,
2: well. I, I fear war is coming. We'll get to that. Anyway, um, on a little bit of a lighter note, real quick before we get to your two huge stories. um. Yeah, and I know this one's going long and I'm 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 not sorry cuz there's so much important stuff that for y'all that are just anxious to hear what we're leading up to, you we'll get there. Um, Mick, I have to say from God, ask and you shall receive. What did you say a couple podcasts ago about news reporters? You remember? you said why haven't any reporters come out and oh, yeah. said yeah. Yep,
1: yep, yep 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 yep
2: how come no one's come out on the news in on a live stream yep. and and called out their stations very true well uh last week uh it happened. Re- reporter Ivory Ivory Heckler Hecker uh came out and she's a weather girl whether woman, whether person, I don't know. Um, anyway, apparently, is she?
1: Uh, how do you, how do you know she's a girl? She could be a birthing person. Whatever. She could be a.
2: a, a I don't think she identi- supportive
1: birthing, birthing. I don't think person. she
2: identifies as a supportive birthing person because she's on Fox 26 News and she can't. She called them out for censoring her. Actually, so, she's
1: actually really hot. I saw a picture of her. She, she, well, she,
2: all Fox reporters are hot. Come on, now they don't, don't hire them unless they're hot. You know that that that's what Fox has going for it. But anyway, um, so she was. Posting about hydroxychloroquine, and because that that very brave doctor was in Houston where Ivory Heckler was, and she was running with that story, and she got shut down, and she went on Project Veritas and called. Well, first she called them out in the middle of a live broadcast on the weather, uh, and went oh, right back into the weather. It, it was, was
1: right awesome. into the weather. It was great. Okay.
2: Well, she has apparently um, given courage to some other ones doing that. So. Um. Yeah, so last week, Ivory Heckard declared during a live hit that she was being suppressed. And this week, there's another one.
1: Well, hold on. Well, wait a minute. Let's talk about Ivory Heckard. Uh, two days after that she said that, she, she fired. was fired. Yep. Uh, she was uh, not just suppressed, but she was fired. Uh, God bless her. I I hope. I hope everything else works out for her in the future because thank you for waking up and realizing – what you were being told was just being force-fed BS. I am never been happier to see it. Uh, none of my listeners yet have sent us an email about that one, which really surprises me because- Well, I
2: don't, we haven't seen, we... We seen it until this week, but here. So now again, April Moss, uh, another weather person. Man, these these weather girls, they got some Big old cojones.
1: Cojones. I
2: tell you what. So, April Moss uh, works for CBS. Huevos. Large, CBS 66. Grande she's Huevos. A CBS affiliate in Detroit, Michigan. She's been there since 2012 as a member of the weather team. And this is what she had to say
3: and thanks for watching First Forecast. I'm meteorologist April Moss and happy Father's Day. Today we saw temperatures above normal again, topping out at 85 degrees at Metro Airport. Plenty of sunshine today, but all good things must come to an end and that starts as early as tomorrow morning with showers moving in around 8 a.m. And speaking of a brand new week, I will be sitting down this week with Project Veritas to discuss the discrimination that CBS is enforcing upon its employees. Tune in to Project Veritas For my full story. Now, later Monday, we will see those showers continuing through late morning, but by evening, we'll see dry conditions and
0: more comfortable. I'm sorry, I can't stop. I thought he just goes straight back into the weather. weather. (laughs) Oh my God, that is so good. Without missing a beat. Oh my God. Awesome. I am
1: laughing my balls off right now because this is is what I'm talking about, people. How can you be (laughs) force fed so much bullshit? that finally you snap. These young ladies have obviously done that. My, I'm not wearing a hat tonight, but my hat would be off to them because this is a hats off piece. I'd be like saying, hey, you know what? You all have just impressed the shit out of me. Hey, uh, Clay, Clay Clark, if you're listening to me, we need to get these young ladies on that show. They need to come out there. They need to tell the people what they did because this is what we're talking about. This is the lowest form of... uh
2: Hey, this is the original whistleblower right here.
1: This is, this is how you do it. This is how you come out against the government when when they can't stop you. they, They cannot. This is a live feed. This is like, they have a five second delay. They cannot stop it if they're in the middle of their, their bit and, uh, You got to remember this early in the morning, these people are not that awake. They're like, yeah, she's just going through a bit and they're like looking off at something else. And by the time that she's already finished, she's already onto the next bit of the weather. They can't stop that because a five second delay at that point is going to be way too late. They have not caught anything she just said and she's in her normal rhythm. That is fantabulous. That is impressive. That is uh, more than impressive. That is patriotic, right there. They are true patriots. They are showing that they're not giving in. They're not giving up. They're gonna say their piece. She's gonna get. She knows she's gonna get fired. There's no way that she went into doing this not knowing she's gonna get fired. I uh, especially
2: I, since Ivory got fired first.
1: I applaud her. I I think everything she did there was extremely brave. Uh, I think it's hysterical, yes, but it just goes to show you the levels at which we're willing to go to on this. This is not, this is a movement. I I heard that, I don't know how many times I heard that this weekend, that this is a movement. It's not, uh, it's not a revolution. It's not an insurrection. It's not uh, shit that comes to a stop and ends and dies. This is a movement. This is something that's going to continue to go through the rest of us. You're going to get on board or you're not. If you don't, we're not going to hate you for it. We're not going to like you though. We're not going to go out and defend you. If, if you don't get on board, we're going to look to destroy you. It's not that we're just dis- trying to destroy you as a person. We're trying to destroy what you're trying to teach other people. We're going to do our best to teach everybody else what the right thing is. And that's what we're going after here. That's the movement. That truth. is what I heard. It is the
2: truth movement.
1: That is what I heard over and over again this weekend and I it's not brainwashing, it's not I did not get suckered in, I didn't become a different religion. I didn't go down there and come out going hallelujah, hold my hands up to God. I don't do that. I'm a Catholic. Uh when we pray to God, we're on our knees. We believe being on your knees is the most reverent or reverent form of prayer that's possible it, it's just what we believe is but Catholics. honestly
2: whether you're on your knees or holding your hand in the air it's immaterial the air, it's, goodness, there's nothing it doesn't different matter there's nothing different it's the same you're praying thing. you're praying to god for his grace and protection and, and that's it that's and, it and
1: i didn't i don't know how many how many prayers over the weekend did we give to people like her to people like uh uh, the first one, Ivory Heckler. Ivory heckler. How many prayers did we give to those people to say that like, we were like looking out for them? Even liberals. Hey, liberals, I got bad news if you're listening to this. And hey, you're, this I'm sure gonna, we got a this couple is gonna of going to
2: make your heads explode. We General prayed Flynn you. prayed for you.
1: We prayed for you. We all
2: prayed we for all you. We all prayed for you. We did.
1: Uh, you know what? It, in the, the badass part, the one part that I really loved about it, they didn't care if you were Catholic. They didn't care if you were Jewish. They didn't care if you were... uh Cambodia, they didn't care what race you were. Or they what didn't religion make you it, were. It doesn't it didn't matter. Make it about religion. They made it about prayer. They made it about, let's say, a prayer. That's it. We're not gonna say in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We didn't say uh in the name of Allah. We they didn't say that. They just said, we just want you to pray. However you pray, pray. That's it. That's all they said. That is the ultimate mark of freedom. As far as I'm concerned, that is the ultimate mark of freedom.
2: Because we are all connected.
1: And that is 100% true.
2: Okay, so um, leading into your your first huge story here, uh, Mike Lindell, of course, we know he's been leading the charge on election fraud, okay? So Maricopa, obviously, we all know Maricopa County, um, they've finished counting the ballots. They're 200,000 ballots short. We talked about that last week. Oh, and now they're going into comparing signatures from envelopes as some of those signatures aren't there. Some of those envelopes aren't there. What do you know? They say they're going to have the final results by August. Um, Georgia, Fulton County is now being audited as well. And there's some crazy stuff going on in Fulton County because they are, they have no chain of custody for a ton of stuff, um, for something like 333,000 ballots. How much did Biden supposedly win Georgia by? 12,000. 12,000. Okay. Okay,
1: Well, hold on. Time out. Hold on. So first of all, let's go back to Maricopa County.
2: And Pennsylvania is about to start an audit as well.
1: Yes, but hold on. Let's get all the facts right, okay? Let's start out with Maricopa County. Okay. First of all, Maricopa County, they're not going back and comparing signatures. Right now, Maricopa County, what the last physical recount that was done was of the mail-in ballots. This one was for the court case. This is the big one. This is the one that, as far as I'm concerned, um, this is the one where not only does Maricopa County have standing, the state of Arizona has standing, the state, uh, every other state within the United States has standing when it comes to this shit, because this is huge. Their counting was of ballots, that did not have three folds in the ballot because how, how can you mail
2: in a piece of paper in an envelope if it's not folded?
1: Hold on, stop first of all, they have the standard envelope ballot in which case it was sent. The standard envelope ballot measured four and a half inches in size from the bottom left corner to the top left corner. That was the standard that they proved in the court of law four and a half inches. Why total.
2: That's longer than that.
1: So if you look at four and a half inches, you fold a piece of paper first time, four and a half inches long, and you yep. fold it. You fold the next piece of paper, four and a half inches long. Roughly, you get to about 11 inches, the little short on one end. Yep. When you fold it, you have two folds in every piece of paper. Okay. The point is, is they have over 150,000 ballots with no folds in them whatsoever which means they were never mailed in, yep. which means they were never taken from an envelope, taken out of the envelope and placed in ballot boxes. Yep. Which is a huge problem when Biden only won Arizona by what? Uh,
2: a little over 11,000 votes.
1: It was 10,000 10, something. And 10, change. And change. Yeah, a little
2: under 11,000 votes. It was,
1: it was a lot under th- uh, 11,000. It was only like 10,231 votes or something like that. Anyway- Point being, you have a real big problem when you have 150,000 votes in one area in Fulton or in uh, Maricopa County that do not have three folds in them. Yeah. Big issue there. So the court cases started this week in Georgia. The court cases, not the recount or the audit. The court cases started this week in Georgia. That's what started because again, we have the liberals that are absolutely losing their fucking minds because we're auditing a county in Georgia. That's the most questionable County in the whole fucking state
2: where we literally saw them pull.
1: Well, whoa, whoa, stop, 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 stop. We're going to get there. Okay. You're going to let me tell so, the story well, because this story so, is important. But before
2: we get to that story, I have a question for you because Mike Lindell over the weekend, he he came on stage and he was talking about his data packets and he said they have it's like a fingerprint. You you cannot dispute this. They have the evidence that electronic fingerprints that show all of the transfers, the vote flipping, all of that. Mike Lindell said that he is going to the Supreme Court with this. And he claims it's going to be a nine to nothing vote. Just like the Supreme court voted on the NCAA players today, um, getting paid for their work because the colleges have been raking in millions of dollars on them and they've just been getting the short end of the stick. First time in forever. Which I
1: I don't agree with.
2: Yeah. But first time in forever and Supreme court voted nine zero. So, Hey, I guess they set a precedent there. So, um, but, but we've been going back on back and forth on this for weeks now, babe. So, is it possible for the Supreme Court to overturn the election? I,
1: I, no. I No. No. No, it's not.
2: Okay. Is it is it possible for Biden to be ousted and Trump to be put in the way Mike Lindell claims that Trump's going to be back in office by the fall? No. Why not?
1: Okay, so first of all, I I I brought it with I, I don't know where it went. Where's my copy of the constitution? I, I have a copy of the constitution somewhere. Around here. It is, it is most important to this part of this podcast. And of course you brought it up and I don't know where the copy of my constitution is. Uh, kind of pissing me off right now, babe. Um, where's the copy where, Oh, there it is. Okay. So we found the copy. Uh, so let me jump into this. So let's first start with the constitution. Okay because the constitution is obviously the most pressing part of this. All right. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I think Mike Lindell is a great speaker. I think he said a lot of good shit. I I just disagree with what he's saying because we've already certified and ratified something that we, once a bell's rung, you can't unring it. All right. Well,
2: but here we had, we had this discussion as well. So, but there have been other races, not at the executive level, I'll give you that. But there have been other races where fraud has been proven on okay, well, a hold, lower level. Let's
1: let's hold on just one second. Okay. okay. So uh, the first part is Amendment 20, all right? That's the one y'all need to go look, all right? Because it talks about the president. It talks about uh, how long the president will sit. Um, and on the third day of January. Now, understand that back in the day, it was the third uh, third day of March. Uh, today, now they've they've updated this copy that we have of the Constitution because we just got this this weekend at the National Freedom Concert Conference. It was uh, a great thing. It's a pocket held. I had one. It got destroyed by another, another dog. Uh, I beg of you all to go get one so you understand what's in the Constitution. It, they, if it just has one line in the amendments or in the actual articles, it's wrong. It's got about seven sections to every section that's in there for every article that's in there. So I beg of you, make sure that you have a full copy of the constitution because that's really important. Um, If you go into section three, it talks about a president, a fixed president uh, who died or who may have died prior to, he may have been elected, but not sworn in. It talks about what happens to that president. And it also goes, it refers back to the 19th Amendment that was ratified in August 18, 1920, or the 20th Amendment that was ratified in January 23, 1933. Section four, the Congress may by law provide for the case of death of any persons from whom the House of Representatives may choose a president whenever the right of choice shall have devolved upon them. And in the case of death or any persons whom the Senate may choose as vice president whenever the right of choice shall be devolved upon them. That in lies right there, the biggest problem. Okay. So to understand this, if, for instance, we do prove a fraud of some sort, uh, I believe you referred it back to a Q post. If I remember correctly, our conversation, our initial conversation about this, am I right? Yep. Yep. You said at one point something like 96% of the Congress. Will be out. Will be out essentially is what the post was. The poisonous
2: tree. Basically everyone who certified the election because mind you. Maria Zach presented evidence of the fraud to Congress on January 6th before they voted to certify the election. So, so they were already informed in advance that there was so, so serious stop, stop, questions stop, stop. of election You fraud. have to
1: stop right now because I have okay. to explain this so that everybody can understand it. So uh, that post, uh, something I've always argued with everybody else on uh, everybody says no, no, no. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Q's never wrong. I'm like, all right. Well, look, I'm gonna tell you what Q really meant here, and I, I think we're may we might actually see another Q proof come true with this. Now they have to have. It's called a thirty third, thirty three and one rule. I had to go look it up again because I had to find the actual thirty three and one rule, and it's not actually written in the constitution. It's actually written in the federalist papers that followed the constitution. The federalist papers have a lot to do with law. And a lot of people say, well, no, because it's not written in the constitution. It doesn't have to do it. No, actually the federalist papers were written to explain some of the amendments in the constitution at a higher degree to make them. Basically it was our forefathers that sat back and said, look, You have to understand that this can apply at any point in time throughout the rest of this republic and the way this republic exists.
2: Because it's a living document. (laughs)
1: Correct. So the Federalist Papers were basically an expansion upon those. Uh, 90% of them were written by John Adams, uh, Sam Adams, and- um,
2: Thomas Jefferson. Thomas
1: Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin. You had some of our forefathers that were involved in those papers. You had a post-forefather in uh, John Adams because he wasn't- a forefather at that point. It wasn't until much after that he actually got involved with the movement. It was in those Federalist Papers that he wrote the 33 in one rule or the 33% 33 in one rule. Basically what it states is he refers back to the 19th Amendment. The 19th Amendment exactly goes through what would happen at the point of an election in which fraud, cheating, some scandal. Someone's
2: disqualified or does not qualify to be president. Essentially
1: disqualifies themselves to be president. All right. Uh, now in this, this goes back to classic textbook law, uh, rule of law, if you will, in the, in the textbooks. Um, it goes back to, um, uh, shit, I'm trying to think of the Latin names of all the fucking words they use.
2: Whatever, it, it doesn't matter.
1: Anyway, long story short, it basically falls back on fruit of the poisonous tree. So on January 6th, when Mike Pence had traitor, the Senate and the, the Joint House stand up and certify the election, there were 14 members not present.
2: That No, that voted against it. voted to send it back. No,
1: it wasn't wasn't that they voted to send it back because it wasn't all sent it back. Some of them were not present because they're not allowed to be present because you cannot have both full houses in the same building at the same time. So do me a favor, just take of, it would have been, I think what, 323, I believe is the number. Subtract 14 from that and give me a 96 percentile of that what number would that leave out? Would that be about 14? I think 14 would be about accurate for a 96 percentile.
2: 27, but yeah, okay. Okay. Well, all right. Because there were some that that stood up and fought for it to go back. So it wasn't just the 14 that weren't present. There were also a number, there were also, I want to say 13 or 14 of them that
1: So that's 28 almost 27 that voted
2: to decertify.
1: That's pert near or not to certify. Could have sworn that's pert near what
2: 96%.
1: What Q said. So Um, what I'm saying is now, so basically we have 27 congresspeople
2: or senators that are not compromised.
1: Time out. What that means is that everybody else that cast a vote that day in approval of what the election results were are now part of a conspiracy. And I'm not talking a conspiracy theory. I'm talking a true full-blooded conspiracy. They are now conspirators and a fraud against the American people. Now, let's back up just a little further, okay? Because now that we've identified who the conspirators are, let's go back to now well, why is this now a crime? Well, a you've had you had several cases made prior to in front of courts, in front of uh senators in front of congressmen legislators state legislators yep. that even said i don't know if i want my state to confirm their votes within the
2: yeah unfortunately they just hadn't found their balls at that point
1: yeah well it, it's kind of immaterial at that point but unfortunately it had to happen that way so now what do we have to do in the position that we're in well you need at least 6 states six states to decertify their votes now how does this need to happen this is where the trick of it happens on the same day that these six states come forward and they decertify their votes it all happens to ha- it all has to happen on one day it's that's written in the constitution it has to happen on the same day they all have to come together on one day decertify their votes and at the same time that they decertify their votes the remaining senators whoever's left in the US Senate because who holds jurisdictional power within the Senate and the house. Who's the one that can put somebody in jail? The Sergeant at arms, the Senate, the Senate is the only one that can put somebody in jail. They're the only ones that can push forward. Um, the, they can push forward warrants. They can push forward, uh, search warrants. They can push forward, everything they have leg- they have jurisdictional power from the US government in the in the senate why because there's two members from every state both sides in the senate and some of them are not always both sides some states you have two red some states you have two blue some states you have one red one blue so that's why the senate is composed the way it is whereas the house is composed with numbers per jurisdiction and you have that number of senators, that number, or that number of Congressmen. Correct. Okay. So now that we understand that six of them have to come forward all on the same day, they have to decertify their votes. The same time they decertify their votes, they have to bring charges against the other 96, 97% that voted on January 6th to oust Trump which is basically declared at that point a treasonous act, which then falls under what? Hanging. No. Well that's till the next, that's till you're dead. That's the death penalty, yes. But what does that fall under in a treasonous in a treasonous act? Now we're at what? You're overthrowing a government from within. What is that called? Well uh, according to
2: the constitution That is called a
1: coup d'etat.
2: According to the revolution it's required when the government
1: No, 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 no. is
2: invalid or it's, illegitimate.
1: It's called No, I'm not talking about what we're doing. I'm talking about what they did on January 6th. Oh, that oh yeah, that, that's is considered a coup d'etat. Yes, a coup d'etat absolutely. What, in which case yep. we have every right in our standing to revolt against that, that coup d'etat must be brought down according to the U.S. Constitution. Now, that coup d'etat, you're absolutely right, ends in hanging by the neck until dead. That is the only one that has never been changed. So I'm not threatening anybody.
2: Oh, we're not condoning violence.
1: But if you're up in Washington right now and you voted on January 6th and you voted the wrong way January 6th uh, because you lacked balls, whether they were hanging from your chest or from in between your legs. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, the next time you hang, it will be a from a rope and you will be dead. The reason being is now you are part of a conspiracy to commit a coup d'etat against the United States of America. At that point, this is the scary part folks. And this is not a good part. Nothing gets good with what I'm telling you right now.
2: The military is the only option.
1: No, it's not. That's the bad part. So, scary part is we follow secession of command. Secession of command puts us first back at Nancy Pelosi. But she's compromised
2: as well. She's fruit of the poisonous tree.
1: Stop. Automatically, Harris and Biden are both out. They're not out, out. They're out in like a standing where they're sitting there waiting on a trial. Because now what we have to determine is what they knew, when they knew it, how they knew it, okay? Because-
2: What their level of participation was. We
1: still fall under a government that still understands the rule of law. Yeah. If there's something about Republicans, if there's something about- Conservatives. Conservatives, period. We still live under a rule of law, okay? So now you have us back at Nancy Pelosi. Which is really freaking scary. Except but she's compromised. As you know, you're wrong. She's a conspirator. Yep. She's not compromised. She is oh, a conspirator. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> she is a conspirator. She now falls into the same boat that everybody else did. Why? Because she cast her vote on January 6th. This is what sucks for all of those people. We have video assholes. We knew who cast the vote that day. We don't, we'll find out who cast which way and which way not.
2: And we don't care if you're Democrat or Republican.
1: This is everybody. It doesn't matter. If you voted one way or the other, guess what? January 6th, you are now a conspirator. If you are a conspirator, guess what? You are not safe from this. Your chain of secession has just dropped to like sub-zero. There's one person who I had you look up the other day. What was his name? The one dude I told you to look up because he's the only guy that I know that would not be ahead. He would not be mm. present the day of January 6th and God forbid we're all the way down to him. January 6th now would come down to this one gentleman. The Sergeant at Arms. Correct. And what is his name?
2: Um, I have to get back to it. Let's see. And come on. he's a retired uh, army major.
1: You're holding um, up the whole show now people are waiting on this. You should have been ready for this. You were you asked me the question. You tell me why this is important. Now, I told you why on Saturday why this was important. This is huge. Who this gentleman gentleman is
2: of the Senate or the Congress?
1: Uh it would be of the Congress because the Congress comes before the Senate. On this specific issue in the uh In the chain of secession, the, the Congress comes before the Senate on this. It's the only time. It's one of the few times that it actually happens that way. But
2: So he is – his name uh, is Major General William Walker. He was the commander of the D.C. National Guard. Um, he's the 38th person and the first black American to serve in that position. Um, he, let's see. She appointed him sergeant at arms after January
1: sixth, and so uh, he see now. Now hold on, you just proved my point. He was not present in the chamber on January sixth, therefore he cannot be or, or is it he or she? He he cannot be uh, held in contempt or part of the conspiracy because he was appointed. Therefore, after so he is uh, what seventeenth on the list of the chain of secession? And uh, he just became the president of the United States, bipartisan, and he is what, uh, liberal, Republican? Does it say how he leans? It doesn't say. So if anybody knows this guy, that would be the next guy in charge of this country until, stop, until a president is elected. So understand, another election would be immediately conducted. Now, in past elections, when this has happened down ballot, as you and I talked about earlier this past weekend, most of the time, the person who the fraud was committed against understand they normally run again and they run normally unopposed. Normally. It has never happened at an executive seat. This is where the constitutional crisis that we've always talked about comes up because it's never happened at an executive seat. That is such a fraud. So when do we go the way of M- Myanmar?
2: There Myanmar, is whatever the nothing
1: really left of our government. That's where the problem begins.
2: Because you That's, have to have a quorum.
1: Correct. You have to be able to call a quorum. To call a quorum, it has to be over 16. We're not even close to that. 27. We, Okay, there's a possibility to still call a quorum there. It'd be over 16. Now it's got to be 16 on both sides. So that would be 28. You'd have to have at least 28 sitting people there to call a quorum.
2: Wouldn't he be considered the 28th?
1: No, he's not because he'd be the president of the United States. The president's never considered in those Hmm. For instance, Biden's not considered in any vote that happens now. The only one that is, is the vice and the vice at this point would be number 19 on the list, which would be the, uh, after that would be the Sergeant in the arms of the Senate.
2: Now, and that's a female now. So
1: that eliminates her
2: for you because Congress can appoint a speaker of the house and they don't have to be a member of Congress.
1: Correct. But they do have to be in good standing with the government at the time in which they're called.
2: Is Trump considered in good standing with the government?
1: As of right now, he's just a retired politician.
2: So he is in good standing with the government. Correct. Until next week when New York State drops the indictments on him.
1: Correct. Okay. Hence the reason that's happening. So again, let's get to our story first. All right, before we even get into all that. Because yeah, dig,
2: dig into this because this is big.
1: You're digging into something that you're not, you,
2: you, I, I, so, you're
1: getting out of your comfort realm and I can hear it because you're asking questions that you're not really sure of what the answer is. I you know, and I don't normally like, I don't know like questions. Answer. I don't like so, asking
2: questions. I don't know. Let's, the let's
1: to. talk about what, what, what's happened this week because there's been a lot. Georgia had a big one. Georgia's the biggest one so far. I mean, besides don't get me the wrong, fact
2: that we live here, we're a little biased, but regardless. Maricopa
1: County, uh, th- this is something we're going to be asking, um, uh,
2: Candace Taylor, Candace
1: Taylor about because when she comes on, I, I, one of my first questions to to her is going to be, what are you going to do about this shit? Because this is horrible. This is not only horrible, it's huge.
2: Okay. Um, go, go, go j- jump into it. No more teasing.
1: First of all, there was a story that came out earlier this week that talked about what happened during November or uh, leading up to the events of November and past the election, uh, from an independent source that, uh, Brad Rathensberger had looked into the state of Georgia. This Seven Hills strategies, uh, gave Brad Rathensberger on the 9th of November of 2020. Let me go ahead and say that one more time on the 9th of November of 2020. And I want you to remember this date. This is huge. That's the most important part. That was before
2: the runoff for Senate
1: 9, November, 2020. uh, He dropped a 29 page. uh, They dropped, I'm sorry, not he, uh, they dropped a 29 page document on Brad Rathensberger's desk. Somebody In the Georgia state house, I'm not going to say who, uh, in the last week or so has leaked that document to everybody and their mother. You can find it pretty much wherever you go. You do your damnedest and you do your due diligence and find it. You can read through it. I have a copy of it sitting in front of me right now. It is a minute by minute review of everything that took place in the 2000. 20 presidential election from the 2nd of November through the 7th of November. It covers tons of shit, but I'm going to go over the highlights of it. Um, and the reason why in Fulton County right now, we must have a recount of what took place in Fulton County.
2: Not just a recount, but a forensic audit. An audit.
1: Yeah, correct. A forensic audit. Now, a lot of people ask me, well, Mick, how are you for an audit, uh, but you're still saying that 2022 has to happen the way it has to happen? We have to vote down ballot. Uh, Because folks, I'm sorry, you can have both wants. We need to know what happened in 2020, but I am not willing to live in the past. I'm not willing to say, sit on my fucking laurels and say, what happened in 2020 is what is right. No, we have to start looking forward. The liberals have been doing this to us for fucking years. People catch up. We need to start looking at 2022 winning down ballot elections. You all, if you feel the burn right now, if your balls itch, if you're fucking hungry, if you want to go out there, you, I heard the greatest guy California, Dr.
2: Courtney, Williams. Dr. Courtney
1: Williams. He came out there. He gave, I, I, I almost had a heart on folks. I had a, I had a Patriot boner. I was like, <laughs> you know what? If I knew I didn't have as many skeletons as I do have in my closet, I would run for office tomorrow. Like he did. He stepped up, he dropped his nuts on stage and he said, look at me motherfuckers. I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I'm going to run for Senate in California. God bless that man. God bless that man. That's all I can say. Anyway, moving right along. Rutherford's on the 9th of November knew these, these are big ones. These are the big ones. All right. Uh, these are the ones I went through the whole document. Um, I made some notes to myself, but of them, these are the big ones. All right. First of all, more than a hundred batches of absence absentee ballots, each containing approximately a hundred or more ballots were assigned tracking numbers before being sent to one of the five absentee voting counting machines in Fulton County but are not subsequently recorded in handwritten logs showing which batches were scanned and counted, raising concerns of where the ballots are.
2: So chain, serious chain of now issues.
1: we're missing ballots. There's ballots just up and disappeared. Okay. A. B. More than two dozen batches of absentee ballots were identified as having been double scanned on tally sheets.
2: We saw that on camera.
1: Yeah, you saw it on camera. Twice we've seen it on camera. Yep. Five subsequential batches of absentee ballot votes each appeared with the exact same vote count of 392 for Biden, 96 for President Donald Trump, 3 for libertarian Joe Jorgensen. That is statistically impossible. You cannot do that. Not over and over and over again. The the odds of that are three in 600 million to like one. It is, It it's ridiculous. It, it it's so impossible to even possibly imagine you have a better chance of winning the lotto five times in a row. Okay. Let's put it that way. And then the the last one is many of the control sheets for the absentee ballot batches counted during the state's audit did not check a box indicating the ballot came from a secure container, raising the possibility that the ballots were stored incorrectly or multiple batches of ballots were sealed in a single container. This is all leading up to the same thing. What the fuck happened in 2020? And it's really weird because what did I tell you before about how many states have to come forward? Beale? Six. How many states are we talking about doing audits and recounts and everything else? Thirteen. No,
2: there were thirteen different legislatures that went down to Arizona to, to there view were the audit. that viewed
1: it. What were the ones that came away and actually said that they were going to do something?
2: There were six, seven. Six
1: six 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 not mm. I'm just saying I'm I, I I don't like to to lay in your bed of conspiracy but I do like to lay in that there's never a coincidence
0: there this are no is
1: not a coincidence there's a reason this happened this way all right we we're finding out more and more that Raffensperger is a dirty son of a gun and by God you better believe. I'm going to ask Candace Taylor about what she's good because she better launch an investigation the first day that she's in office, the first day that she gets voted in office as the governor of Georgia into Brad Rathensperger and Brian Kemp. And if there is anything dirty about the two of them,
2: they need to go to jail.
1: They need to go to jail almost fucking immediately because the people of Georgia are not going to be satisfied until this shit's put to bed.
2: Forget that They need to go to Gitmo
1: because you know what? Uh, folks, I I know a lot of you don't live in Georgia, but for the ones that do live in Georgia, the ones that do listen to us, there are black and white people that I have met in this state that are furious about this shit. Yeah. It's not just white people. It's not just white Republicans. It's not just the one percenters as Joe Biden likes to call us. Cause guess what? I'm not a one percenter. No, I'm a three percenter. I'm not a one percenter. Cause 3% of the United States has ever served in the military. I'm one of them. I'm not a one percenter though. I'm not one of those people that makes that much money that I don't have to worry about taxes. Like according to what Joe Biden says, well, you know, all these people who pay taxes, come on, man. And then fell asleep, but go find this document folks. It's 29 pages long. I'm not going to read it to you, but it goes minute by minute of the election process from the, fucking 2nd of November through the 7th of November and it is damning. It talks about your girl. Shay Moss or Ruby Freeman? Both. Yep. It talks about them pulling that. What did they say about that box? That they. What do you think this document says about that box that they pulled out from underneath that table? It was unsealed. It was unsealed, unverified and not taped properly. Yep which is what I told you from what when date we,
2: from, from well, the time we almost watched the our video. first podcast right off the bat. Yep.
1: Almost our first podcast. I, I've been saying that. Yep. Hmm. Maybe Mick's Not so crazy after all, maybe <laughs> Mick knows something more than most. This is, is damning folks. This is horrible. This is telling me that the state of Georgia better get it shit right. And they better do it quickly because if they don't, they're going to have a lot of pissed off armed citizens because there's not a lot of people I know that live in the state of Georgia that are not armed.
2: Okay. Well, so talking about what Mick knows, what you know, Mick. So, you know, it's funny. I was listening to Alex Jones today um, on uh, renegade talk radio and his boy, Owen Schreuer was on there, and he was talking about the story. And he said, "This is above my pay grade. I I I can't even do it justice." And I was telling you about it, and it's uh, it's, it's not, it's it's not above your pay grade.
1: No, no, actually, I've got. Uh- I have a source, and uh, that source has come out to me, and he told me I can say whatever the fuck I want to say about the conversation we had.
2: So here's the big one, guys. The, this is going to blow your lid. So,
1: so let's just start off it, Nick. with what Troyer said. What did Troyer say initially? Because I want to go ahead. I want to fix this record because Who? I want this to be accurate. Uh, oh, Schreuer? Troyer? Troyer, Troyer, whatever the fuck his he, name um, so is.
2: I don't really that, know uh, him
1: per yeah, se. He's, but he's
2: Alex Jones news guy. Um, so there is a,
1: a, and understand folks, this is not infighting. I just want to make sure that the yeah. facts are out there, that everybody understands what's going on here because there are some people out there, especially on this side of the world that tried to vilify certain communities in the government that are actually trying to do the work that, uh, uh, general Flynn, that Donald Trump, originally entrusted them to do, and they are still doing it.
2: So Owen Troyer said that there is a a very high level Chinese intelligence guy who defected to the United States or came to the United States with two terabytes of information and that this information said that uh, we have Chinese spies In all of our intelligence agencies. That is not
1: originally what you told me. What was the original thing you told me? Tell me the original thing you told me, because that's not originally what you told me. You told me something completely different. Because
2: initially I just read the headline, which again I told you later was was clickbait, um, that there was a, a whistleblower, that it was a Chinese whistleblower. That was the headline. But when I actually listened to what he had to say, he said there was a very high level... Chinese guy that came over with two terabytes of information and that this information um, went into everything from how Nancy Pelosi uh, tried to delay Trump's closing of the border so that she could get her Chinese spies out, um, that it was cover, that it was all cover, that everything was cover, um, that uh, there were...
1: I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Okay, good. I'm glad that worked. I was afraid that wasn't going to work. <laughs> anyway, it worked. Anyway, uh, so let's first start out with what's out there that y'all can find. If you believe that I'm blowing, pumping sunshine up your asshole, uh, I, I dare you to test me on this one, but you can go ahead and look up Red State News. Red State first reported this. It was an exclusive that came out the 17th of June which was last Friday, uh, they came out and they talked about it first. They talked about a defector that had turned himself into the DIA. Uh, in case you're not aware of what the DIA is, it's the defense intelligence agency. They're like the little sister to the CIA.
2: And who used to run the DIA?
1: Uh, General Flynn. There we go. And, uh, this guy, uh, turned himself in Uh, he called them, he made contact with them. Uh, he said that he was coming back here to be with his daughter for a couple weeks. And basically this guy hidden plain sight. He was out there in California. He was walking around, um, at one week. And then the next week he was up and gone. Now he's off to a black site in which they're, uh, they're debriefing him of all of his information. What did he bring with Is that
2: what they call it these days? In a black site?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. When it comes to defectors, absolutely. We debrief them. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, uh, he is, Dong Yang is his name. He used to be the head of counterintelligence security for the uh, People's Republic of China Um and the Ministry Ministry of State Security, the MSS, uh, understanding what the MSS is, if you know what MI6 is, if you know what our CIA is, if you know what Delta Force is, that's uh, all wrapped up into one, what the MSS is. That's what the MSS does. That's the type of operations the MSS runs. They he find is, you and they kill you. He is known for the operations within the United States of Chinese defectors. He's known within the United States as the guy you, you really do Don't want to piss off. If he's leading this up, that means he's got blood on his hands from killing other people. Um, Anyway, it was confirmed that Dong uh, was in charge of counterintelligence efforts for China in the United States. And he flew to the United States in mid-February, allegedly to meet his daughter in University of California. Uh, when Dog landed in California, he contacted the DIA officials. He told them about his plans to defect and the information he had brought with him. Dong then hid in plain sight for about two weeks before disappearing under DIA hands, which means he was taken to a black site and currently being debriefed. Uh, sources to Red State stated that the Chinese officials did demand that the United States return Dong. But uh, A. Blinken uh, didn't exactly refuse at the time. Blinken wasn't aware that Dong was in U.S. government hands.
2: I'm, I'm sorry, what? Blinken, Blinken wasn't aware that he was in U.S. government hands? Yeah,
1: isn't he the U.S. state? Sec- I could have sworn he he's the Secretary of State, isn't he? Right?
2: Hmm. So maybe all those reports of infighting in federal agencies are true? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Who else is coming true again?
2: The FBI they're Don't, fighting too
1: Donald J Trump
2: Donald Trump <laughs> Donald Trump's been proven true over and over and so over So I'm just again.
1: saying I'm just saying what number are we up to folks on Donald Trump being right 17 Well, thanks, (laughs) V. Lin, for fucking squashing that one for me. But yeah, we are. We're actually at 17. It's Uh, always
2: 17. Is it
1: not scary that we're at 17? And now, few Proof might add to this. It's
2: always 17. All right. So,
1: anyway, experts quoted in Spy Talk piece uh, essentially say that the direction is just a rumor, and rumors happen all the time. But if that's true, it's a big deal. It's not game changing based on the conversation with sources familiar with the information Dong has already provided and the quantity and the reliability that's simply not the case here. The quantity and reliability, when you start talking about quantitative assets that a source may provide to you, you are talking, uh, especially when it comes to the defense world, you are talking uh, life and death. I mean, that's where you're at when you're getting to quantitative and uh, detailed accountability and reliability in the reporting that's coming out. So. This is who this dong cat is. Yes. I'm saying dong. I'm not referring to my schlong. I'm saying dong.
2: His name is dong.
1: His name is dong. Uh, let's start out with what is some of the stuff he may or may not have exposed. Um, and this is according to this piece. And then I'm going to immediately following this, I'm going to drop what I know. And then I'm going to drop what else we know that he's dumped. And then I'm going to dump some more of what I know.
2: Okay. We'll get to it. Stop teasing.
1: So China's cock I swear Let's to God. start with this one. China's special weapons system, the Chinese military oper- operation of the Wuhan Institute of Virology and origins of the SARS-CoV-2. Wait a minute. What did you just say, Mick? Let me repeat that so you all can hear it one more time. China's special weapon systems, the Chinese military's operation of the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the origin of the SARS-CoV-2 so,
2: virus. COVID's a bioweapon
1: has been. We knew that since the get-go.
2: I told you that. And I'm sorry you don't accidentally release a bioweapon. If you have a bioweapon and it gets out, that shit's done on purpose.
1: And the Chinese government's assets and sources within the United States. Dong has extremely embarrassing and damaging information about our intelligence community and the government officials in the terabytes.
2: Terabytes.
1: We're talking over a billion megabytes or what gigabytes of information is a terabyte he has provided to the DIA. This guy has smuggled terabytes of information to the DIA. All right. It gets better. The free beacon. Oh, well, actually stop before I even get there. So has he smuggled terabytes of information? My source has revealed to me, not only is it one, not only is it two, not only is it three, it is a grand total of four terabytes worth of information. Holy shit. To include Hunter Biden's laptop to include, to include Nancy Pelosi's laptop that was stolen on January 6th.
2: We know who stole that to top.
1: include, to include, which means there were leaks there too, to include, uh, uh, shit. You fuck me up. God damn it. I was on a roll. Uh, To include uh, emails that were passed between Dominion, the Chinese government, and the United States of America. Did I not tell you before? Tactical patience is a motherfucker. (laughs) We have to wait and let this shit develop. Did you just say Dominion? I did just say Dominion.
2: So China, China, the U.S. government, and Dominion were emailing each other?
1: In, uh... A menage toi, I believe they call that. If I'm not mistaken, I've only been involved in maybe two in my whole entire life. So
2: present and participating, okay?
1: Correct. <laughs> well, you're one of them. So I'll get back to this story because that's where I kind of the source did it's, that. Anyway, Free Beacon reports that the U.S. intelligence officials haven't come to the conclusion whether or not the students being investigated were spies. We're talking about students. All right. So everybody remembers back in the day when
2: Trump shut down the border. Trump shut
1: the border down. Because of COVID. And he said, hey, it's and they because of COVID. a xenophobe? And no, he shut the border down from China to the United States. And he said, nah, none of you fuckers are coming here right now because you might be infected. Y'all remember that, right? Everybody remembers that. And then the 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 fucking liberal news, Nancy Pelosi and all those psychos went. Crazy Dancing because, in China. Oh home, my God. Calling he, him a xenophobe. He's a xenophobe. He's a, he's, a he's a Zionist. He doesn't want people here. He's a racist. See what we've been talking about? It just doesn't fit. Well, it was here covered. we find out that there were 13 students, 13 students that came to the United States prior to the shutdown of the border from China. And they came inbound with a mission to find out how many people had died, where the freaking numbers were lacking in PPE, how many hospital beds were packed, how many people were dying. Why would you come send your intelligence people over here to try and find that information out? Unless you released a bioweapon across the world and you sent intelligence people to every state that may have been affected by this bioweapon.
2: To see how well it was doing. To see how well it was performing.
1: So then I sat there and I said, all right, this is all bullshit. This cannot be true because all this is doing is vindicating our last podcast. If you're a longtime listener and a longtime lover of everything I say, I beg of you to go back and listen to our last podcast. My last podcast, I laid out some crazy shit. So get this halfway through that podcast. I got a, well, I not halfway through the podcast. It was a couple of days after the podcast and V-Lynn can attest because she happened to be present at the time, which I got the phone call. I was told to shut the fuck up.
2: Yeah, he was told to back off.
1: I was told to back off. And we I, weren't
2: sure if he, they were talking about Pence or 23 Me or the whole shebang.
1: I, I wasn't sure at to what point. And this is uh, when I found this part out of the story. I now know why I was being told to shut the fuck up. Because the rest of this shit was about to come pouring out. There's... Oh, by the way, just in case you're all not aware. There's more to come that I cannot say on here. Um, but what did... Mike Flynn just recently say,
2: he said the next four weeks are going to blow people's minds. All right.
1: So all I want y'all to do. Okay. I want you to reach down right now, go down past your hips. You're probably sitting of some sort. You're probably sitting on something. I want you to grab it. I want you to pull it up tight to your butthole. All right. The reason I want you to pull it up tight to your butthole is because I don't want everything from your brain down to your asshole to come flying out.
2: Actually, he said the next four weeks will shock everybody.
1: So what did we, did we not do? I thought we did an episode just recently. I could have sworn within the last four or five weeks. I Shock the conscience. I think I said something about shocking the conscience. All right. So you're ready to be shocked. So now I'm going to blow your butthole out. So in addition to Dong, he's provided the DIA with the following information. Early pathogenic studies of the virus we know now as SARS-CoV-2. Okay. Pathogenic studies. What does that mean? Pathogenic... Oh, They want to mean, see how well it works. How it transmits from human to human. Um, I could have sworn one of the first things in there that I talked about, about Fauci, we didn't really know about it transferred from human to human until he knew about it on March 2nd. But the rest of the American people, didn't know about it till about April 9th. If I remember correctly from the chart, I mean, I got to go pull the board out, but I still have the board. So, you know, thank God I haven't done any more research because I was told to stand down on it. but. I could have sworn that it's 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 uh, it's it's way after the fact that they said that human-to-human transfer is possible. Uh, I'm sorry, it was the 8th of April. My bad, my bad. And it was a private email. It wasn't even in a public email, folks. It was in a private email. Hence the reason this motherfucker should be charged with murder right now. Fauci should be going to jail for murder. This is all, fuck, every murder that took place, 12,393 deaths that took up took place after 41920 Fauci should be going to jail right now for murder multiple counts of murder he is a mass murderer he needs to die anyway long story short models of predicted covid-19 spread and damage to the US and the world that's models why do you create models for anything unless you're going to unleash a bioweapon on the world that kills Everyone,
2: uh, or or seventy percent of the world that the people that get the vaccine for. Hold it. on,
1: makes about to be right again. I'm about to really blow all your fucking minds. You want to know how much of a future teller I am? I'm about to show I'm, you. Right I'm going to be right again. Financial records detailing which exact organizations and governments, to include, funded research. And non-funded research in genome research and SARS-CoV-2 and other biological research to include 23andMe and and the Human Genome Progress. Project. Or project, yeah. I'm going to drop the mic on that one, folks. And I'm going to let you digest that one just for a second. One more time, I did two hours of research. I got to that conclusion where I was at. I am now being proven right by a Chinese defector that is exemplifying everything I said on my whiteboard. My whiteboard is 199.999999999% accurate. So? I'm going to walk around with my dick hanging out of the, my pants tonight because I've got the biggest cock in the room.
2: Okay. But wait, I'm wait, wait. I'm just leaving it at that. What, 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 what did your source also tell Hold you on. that proves me right?
1: Time out. So we got to continue with the article first. Because oh, that God. was actually in an open source article. So guess what? I was proven right in an open source article. I'm going to keep moving forward. Names of US citizens who provided intel to China. Oh. Hunter? 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 Hunter?
2: Where's, Hunter? Hunter? Where's Hunter? Hunter?
1: Where's Hunter? Who was banging Fang Fang? Uh, Farswell? Fart- yeah, Farswell? <laughs> Swalwell. Swalwell. Yes. I thought it was fart smell because <laughs> sometimes they do. Swalwell's farts, they smell. Yeah, I mean, he, sometimes and, they and do. he likes to do
2: that on TV. That's Names why they call him farts well.
1: of Chinese spies working in the U.S. or attending U.S. universities. Financial records showing U.S. businessmen and public officials who've publicly received money from the Chinese government. Details of meetings of U.S. government officials and perhaps unwittingly, With Chinese spies and members of the Russian SVR. So
2: China and Russia are working together on this.
1: They're both communists. Where the fuck have you all been? I know. China and
2: Russia are working together. They both wear the hammer
1: and sickle. Where have we been? What the fuck is wrong with America? How do we not see this coming? I've got a, you know, Folks, got a broken watch to write twice a day. Swear to God, broken watch, write twice a day. Moving right along, how the Chinese government gained access to secret CIA communication systems leading to the death of dozens of Chinese people who were working with the CIA. That right there is murder times 12 on every single count, which means death by hanging until the person at the end of the rope stops breathing.
2: So wait, go back. So the CIA, what, uh, got rid of Chinese that were giving them information, or that they gave up the the
1: Chinese? One more time, how the Chinese government gained access to secret CIA communication systems, leading to the death of dozens of Chinese people who were working with the CIA?
2: Oh, so I see. So our sources, a CIA spy, killed off, gave information to the Chinese so that they could kill. The spies in, or the the defectors in their own party. So the ones that were working with us. The next, like maybe that colonel that you flipped.
1: Gonna drop no because that was well something else. But anyway, don't. All right, so moving right along. Uh, my source also then told me this, and this is. Uh, Mag- uh not I'm trying to think of a good word that some like $3 word. All right. This is just fucking huge. That's the only way I can put it. All right. So it's look, huge. all, all of you people out there, I, I know we've got some new listeners. I know we got some people that I am probably hurting your ears right now. I'm just begging you just bear along with me. This is just, I I'm very simple minded when I get wrapped up in something and I'm fired up. I just got to say it. this is fucking huge. All right uh not only was that part of the information the other part of the information that you will never hear reported in the news is we are the part. news now um and this is huge because this just tramples everything they have access to Nancy Pelosi's emails they have had access to Nancy Pelosi's emails they know how deep the cover up goes for everything that happened during the 2020 election, they know how many votes were stolen from Donald J. Trump. They know uh, where the votes went, how it happened, why it happened, and why what we're doing right now is only scratching the surface of what really needs to happen. Um, I'm going to say this. Mike Lindell is, uh, a, you can ask v I've always told v show me the evidence. Show me the evidence. What have I about said? That's
2: it. Show me the evidence.
1: Uh, from my source, my source has told me Mike Lindell is a hundred percent right.
2: That Trump's going to be back in office by, by the fall.
1: No, that the packets of information that Mike Lindell is holding onto is like plutonium. And if Mike Lindell was smart, he'd get rid of it because it will kill him.
2: He's survived a lot. He's, 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 he's gone. I, that to, man you is know what? a fucking he, trooper. He has gone through everything and God has been on his side. He's got an angel on his shoulder. You know what? I put my money on Mike Lindell.
1: I I've I've sent some text messages out today to try and, uh, warn him of this. I, I, am pretty sure he already knows it because I'm sure he's heard it from somebody else much closer to this than me. Um, I, I try to stretch my arms out as far as I could to try and help him to, um, Keep them covered because uh, this is plutonium. It literally is plutonium. It'll burn anything it touches. Uh, they also, Dong also provided the DIA. This is why it gets really horrible. I mean, with all in all of this shit, it gets even worse. Dong has also provided DIA with copies of the contents of the hard drives on Hunter Biden's laptop showing information the Chinese government has about Hunter Biden's pornography problem, drug problem, Joe's business dealings with China entities, how much money Joe has received from Chinese entities. Some of the files on dong has also proved and shown light to the sales of, uh, uh, H E N N I G E S. I've not been able to pronounce that yet all day. It's, I know it's, um, Hungarian, I think, uh, automotive and their stealth technology. I'm sorry,
2: they're stealth technology? Yeah, I have
1: not heard of them before. They do not exist on any normal white book asset. So I'm guessing they're a black book asset is what my thought is because that's the only way you hide a company like that for that long. Anyway, the Chinese military manufacturer, the AVIC Auto was approved. This is for a driving vehicle that would be essentially stealth to every type of radar that we have. You couldn't lock onto it with a... Uh, Air to ground bomb, you wouldn't be able to lock onto it with a javelin. You wouldn't be able to lock onto it with any missile system that we can get a radar detector or a heat signal so off wait, of wait, anything wait. else.
2: So the Chinese paid Biden for stealth technology.
1: Not Biden, Hunter.
2: The Chinese paid Hunter for stealth. How the fuck did Hunter get his hands on stealth technology?
1: Daddy was the vice president of the United States. So when,
2: essentially the Chinese paid Joe Biden for stealth technology via his son.
1: Unwittingly, correct.
2: I doubt it was unwitting.
1: I doubt it was too.
2: Because I'm sorry. You don't just walk up to Daddy and say, Hey, um, can 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 I can I get that top secret classified stealth technology information?
1: That's not even the worst. That's not even the worst. We haven't even hit the worst yet. You so, ready so, for so. this one? Dong then said, according to sources that DIA debriefers that the last, that at least a third of the Chinese students attending U.S. universities are PLA assets, a part of a thousand talents plan that many of the students are here under pseudonyms are and are here collecting information on the U.S. Now, the reason I believe this one wholeheartedly. Back in the day, in my previous life, when I did what I used to do for this government, one of the things that kept coming up in normal cables that we saw in different uh, entities that I worked in, Thousand Talents Plan, the TTP, we have seen that name over and over. And when I saw that name again today, I pert- shit myself. And I am not lying to you folks. That is a scary thought. If you think about, I, I want you to think about a TV show. If you never watched it, please go watch it because it is a uh, probably one of the best ever. The Americans. Correct. We so didn't even
2: sh- talk about that. I just knew what you were talking about.
1: It shows how sleeper cells work in the, how sleeper cells could work in the United States. Something that we discovered about 10 years ago. Hmm. When we found out about it. Odd. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, uh, that just goes back to one of your points. It kind of solidifies one of your points. My source wrapped up with telling me, look, uh, all this shit is real. This is not a joke. He's not joking. What he told me uh him and I could go to jail for. Um, like I said, uh unafraid and uh not muzzled. I'm gonna, no
2: filter, no fear.
1: I'm I'm gonna let it all out there. I, I, I've learned from those that told me that nothing of this puts any American in danger, uh, minus Joe Biden. But
2: he's not American anymore. I'm sorry. He's, he's a traitor.
1: I, I don't really consider him an American He does anymore. not
2: deserve citizenship.
1: I, I do not consider him a patriot. Everything I just told you here is 100, 100% the truth. Uh, you want to doubt me? Fine. Go ahead. I don't care. Uh, believe what you want.
2: But there was another thing that you told me earlier that proved me right remember that? What was that?
1: You got to remember, I didn't write any of that shit down. What so. came first? Oh, well, no, it, no, this was the bigger one. Correct. I forgot about that one. You're right. I, I apologize. I, I got to give the Linder props. You're absolutely right. And I did put a mark by it and I did not say it. So uh, one of the first things that he revealed in his terabytes of information, and it's not in the report at all. It's nothing on the the article. It's this is all part this of This came the, from your source. This yeah, this all came from somebody on the inside. As of December 19th, 2019. Okay? That is the original date of the vaccine. That's when the vaccine was discovered.
2: That was when the vaccine was Fully completed, not discovered. This wasn't a discovery. it was actually
1: known as effective. It was actually proven effective.
2: December of 2019.
1: Against this disease.
2: They had the COVID shot, the mRNA vaccine to fight COVID.
1: Now understand within the rest of this shit.
2: Because they, and then they designed the virus for the vaccine.
1: I'm not making this up. We have 23 of me. We have the Human Genome Project. We have all of the other genealogy shit that's in there that all falls under it. You got to remember 23andMe and the Human Genome Project, they all fall under uh, whatever, uh, what's the other one? Um, Ancestry.com. Ancestry. Com. And um, hold on,
2: you know what? I got to say, because uh, I was listening to QAnon Fact yesterday, the Sean Morgan report uh, with Jim Cutler. And Jim Cutler said that he knew that they were doing research Specifically targeting genomes based off of genetic data that they had collected through things like Ancestry.com, 23andMe. Um, So, y'all go listen to the QAnon Fact from Thursday, QAnon FAQ from Thursday. And Jim Cutler validates what Mick said in the last podcast and in this podcast. They collected our genetic information through 23andMe, Ancestry.com, the Human Genome Project. They transferred it via EcoHealth Alliance to the Wuhan lab to specifically develop both the COVID shot, the mRNA gene therapy, and the virus to target specific genetics, specific genomes that's why different people are having different symptoms, especially from COVID. It is based on your genetics.
1: Look, I, I'm not I, I, I'm not going to sit there and beat my chest and say, I was right. Y'all were wrong or somebody else was wrong. Somebody else is right. This is not about this. This is not what we do. We are not about uh, flushing anybody else down the toilet, but What I'm going to say is this right now, everything I have told you, we do not make a dime from this podcast. We do not do anything that makes any profit from this podcast. Everybody we promote on this podcast is because I know they're fellow patriots. I know they believe the same thing we believe, and I believe in them. Um, The person that gives me this information is doing this at great risk to himself, and I will never, ever, ever fucking risk him or his family or anything of that nature in the future, uh, you'll never get it out of me. But we I,
2: identify as journalists, and he's a protected source. I,
1: uh, I can tell you right now, this is all huge because this wraps so many. Again, this is where we go out of the conspiracy realm. Okay. And we end up in the conspiracy fact realm. Because once again, as far as I'm concerned, and I've been, I've been preaching this since December, Donald J. Trump was right. He's been right. He hasn't lied or told a fib about anything. The one man that everybody has shit canned, Donald J. Trump has been right from the get-go. Okay.
2: Let me, I'm going to lay it out. I'm going to lay it out really clear and concisely right here, okay? The election fraud, the stealing of the election was not the primary focus, all right? The vaccine or the shot, the jab, The gene therapy, whatever you want to call it, that's what it's all been about the entire time. The Chinese developed a bioweapon to release on the world, okay? The only way that they could release it was to get Donald Trump out of office. If Donald Trump was still in office, they would not be able to pull the shenanigans, the shit that they're pulling right now. They developed the, the gene therapy to target us. They developed the virus so that they could release the gene therapy. They stole the election so that they could release the gene therapy. This whole thing is about the shot. The whole thing. The entire thing.
1: And to be honest, I'm not sure if it's about the first shot, the first jab, the second jab, the third jab who knows what this is about yet I, I this is all breaking this is all like brand new shit nobody's reporting this shit yet i'm trying to i i've done my due gil, diligence to validate this person in the past I, he's never ever given me bum bullshit before i can tell you right now this is huge my my head's just splitting thinking about it i can't even think of the ramifications of what this shows if this and I say if, and I don't say if very much, uh, especially when I report something, if I report something 99% of it's fact, uh, if this turns out to be bogus, this, uh,
2: it's I, not bogus. You'll
1: see me walk away.
2: This validates everything that we have been saying since the very beginning,
1: which I know is very idyllic. It fits with everything we've been saying from the get-go.
2: And my own research showed, because I I discovered, and I put it out in the episode we did in the COVAX story, I discovered through my own research, open source, that the COVID vaccine, the COVID shot, the gene therapy, was developed and patented before the virus. This validates that. I am not, I, I, I did not have the information that Mick got until tonight. I got I did that own my own research on that weeks ago. So I know this guy is right. I know he's telling the truth because it just backs up the things that I already found through open source research.
1: And there's tons of shit out there. You can find it. I heard it all weekend. I heard everybody talking about it all weekend. Uh all these doctors that were down there. Uh man, I I I I I hope I Dr. I've,
2: Christine Northrop, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Uh, Dr. Judy Mikevich, All uh, the,
1: I hope I just thirty
2: dozen that gave something the, to actual them actual information.
1: I hope I gave something to them that uh, has proven that their work is not for naught. There's still patriots out there that are trying to do the work that General Flynn put in place, that uh, Donald Trump put in place. Uh, It just goes to show me that there's still a group out there that still holds some shred of feasibility that they're still trying to get the word out that like, look, you were right. You're not wrong. Um, I I believe this guy. I believe this guy wholeheartedly. I don't think he would ever lie to me. And trust me, I'm a big thing about people who lie to me. (laughs) <laughs> you might as well go kill yourself after you do lie to me because I will never, ever talk to you again, nor will I have ever anything to do with you. And, uh, I'm pretty sure this guy knows this. He's, uh, I won't say he's a close friend, but he is a, uh, a close confidant, somebody that I've shared information with before he shared information right back. And, uh, he's let me know what side of the paper I'm on. I, I've always held him in a high esteem. Uh, he's got a lot of validity with where he's at and what he does. So I think, uh, he, he knows what he's talking about on this one. And I'm telling you right now, um, if you've ever listened to anything before, I beg of you to listen to this, you know, everything I know. I can't even continue. Uh, I, I, I just ask that you, you listen to this stuff, think about it, put it through your own skulls, do your own research, look it up. I think you'll understand that yeah this shit is all starting to add up. It's been adding up for a hot minute now. We've proven this in the past. Fauci's dirty. Fucking we know the government's dirty. We know people are trying to cover this up. They're doing their damnedest on the news media. We we've shown the bullshit on the, the news media. The media is
2: corrupt. Your your government is lying to you. Our politicians, 96% of them are corrupt. The executive branch is corrupt. SCOTUS is corrupt.
1: Christ, we saw that in the decisions this week. I mean, look at some of the decisions that but came out.
2: On a positive note, okay, let because because we're gonna try and keep this positive right here. We know, we know for a fact, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna dip in real quick. Revolver News put and, and who'd ever heard of Revolver News before a week ago. Revolver News put out a huge piece about January 6th and about the unindicted co-conspirators that they said were FBI agents, either FBI or Army counterintelligence. If you go back and listen to our podcast from right after January 6th, we talked about who was actually in the Capitol that day. We talked about this six months ago, okay? It, it wasn't the FBI. It wasn't Army counterintelligence.
1: Because that's really illegal. On <laughs> like so many different levels that I can't even go into right but now. But we
2: broke it. And how? How did we know then? Because Mick talked to the guys that were in Pelosi's office, staring at her laptop, looking at the notes on her desk, telling Antifa which offices to go to, down which hallways, um, wh- where to go. Okay, there is a a small, select, very specialized group of
1: individuals
2: individuals that i we i i cannot say the the name of this group um e- even i can keep my mouth shut every once in a while
1: and right now i'm actually <laughs> sitting in amazement
2: <laughs> but they knew that january 6th was going to happen They got information in advance. They took advantage of the crisis. They infiltrated Antifa, who pretended to be MAGA, who infiltrated the Capitol. They went in on purpose. That's why Donald Trump delayed speaking for an hour and a half. That's why he repeated his speech halfway through, because he was giving them time. He was buying them time. They took advantage of the quote unquote riot, the insurrection, to go in with warrants completely legally to get what they needed where they needed it.
1: Which also now shows us too, at the same time that there are leaks, there are definite leaks within DOJ. Because, because if the Chinese, got an the inf- the Chinese, Chinese have got that information, up. that's horrible.
2: Yes. so um,
1: uh, That's like, this opens up a whole new can of worms. I'm sorry if I dumped this all on you and it's heavy, but this is just how the news worked out this week. Uh I I know this is like uber heavy. Uh, And this is really long. This is like
2: three hours now. I know. If you made it this long. God bless you. Yeah.
1: Because especially you new listeners, and I know we've got a ton of you guys that just picked us up down there in Tampa. Uh, We appreciate it. Thank you. Like, subscribe. uh, Share. Share. Tell everybody about us, please. We're trying to get the word out there. We're trying to do the right thing. Um, I've got a lot of people that still talk to me. I've got a lot of people that still give me information. I get a lot. I got a ton of info all the time. I've got to go through 90% of it. Some of it, I know I can take pretty much on the word that I'm giving it. And people are now starting to really figure out that they can put their news out through me. And this is a good thing. This is not a bad thing. I give a fuck less. They can come to my house and take my computer. It says Hunter Biden's laptop. They're not taking it. They're not taking my hard drive because it says Hunter Biden's hard drive. <laughs> really so does. I'm really not, not worried kidding. about it. Um, come to my house, do what you do your damnedest. I know I'm going to get a heads up, like at least anywhere, at least an hour to two hours beforehand. And at that point, good luck catching up to me motherfuckers. Cause I'll be gone. But, uh, uh, i am just let you all know that This is, this is how this goes. I mean, we're going to do it. If, if I get the information, I'm going to put it out there. I've always put out information as I've gotten it. I've never held back from anybody in this audience, uh, that has ever been watching us forever in a day. And there's a lot of you have been with us since the beginning. So, uh, for all of you that have been with us from the beginning, thank you. If you're all new, you just came from Tampa. I really appreciate it. You guys are the bomb. Uh, I had a great time in Tampa. V-Lynn had a great time in Tampa. It was her idea. And by God, it worked out great. It was Father's Day weekend. What better way to spend Father's Day than with your wife at something you both believe and in not our strongly kids. <laughs> than ever anything else in the whole wide world to be around a bunch of people just like you it was awesome. Um, and uh, that's about all. I, I That's all I got to say. I mean, that's it. I just, I ain't going to take it.
2: Not going to take it.
1: So y'all have a good night and enjoy. I mean, that's just the way it is here.